This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. So looks like there are more pictures that are out. We talked, I think it was about a week ago, about the kill team in Afghanistan. Or excuse me, yeah, Afghanistan. Uh, you recall the uh, kill team, yes, this squad of soldiers that, well, basically just went around killing as many innocent people as they could get their hands on, and uh, you know, trying to frame those folks and make it look like uh, that uh, they had gotten involved in firefights that were supposedly legitimate things like that and now there are more photos that are out and i have yet to to uh, to take a look at them rolling stone has released them and just wanted to get that information out there uh, if you wanted to uh, for whatever reason see some more of this it's there for you 800 well, the photos are, are shocking and you can imagine how easy it is for psychopaths to um get to, to run amok in a situation like this, I mean, you know, when you don't have people in uniform against whom you're fighting, that it's easy to kill people that you aren't fighting, that people that are innocent, that are doing nothing because they look just like the enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always claim, oh, well, that lady with the, that pregnant lady was was trying to kill us or whatever it is that you're claiming. So, uh, you know, I can imagine that it's difficult to track these folks down. I don't know the percentage of people in the United States military who are psychopathic killers, but it would seem to me if you were a psychopathic killer and there's a war on, that the place to be is in the military, right? Would seem that way. Um, I mean, you know, if you're completely deranged, it doesn't really – you're going to have a problem no matter where you go. But if if you're able to control it just enough – that you can, you know, just kill people for fun. Um, you know, like Dexter. Well, <laughs> the, I mean, I, I, I'm not claiming that Hollywood is the best arbiter of, uh, you know, what's true or what's not. But I remember what is the full metal jacket where the guy's shooting civilians out of the side of the, uh, the helicopter. You know, I kind of get the feeling that might have happened somewhere. Mm. You know, um, I talked to a kid at Starbucks down in Sarasota, Florida, probably in 2001 or something like that, who said he wanted to go into the military to kill people. He was excited about the idea of killing people. I mean, and he just he went on and on mm. about this for like a half an hour. I wanted to see what this guy was about and he was about that if 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 what i could get out of him was true and this isn't the first time i've heard somebody to say that but he was certainly the most shocking so i i always i wonder i mean you know how many of these guys that say they want to go in to kill somebody kill somebody how many of them actually like it and continue to do it how many of them decide well i'm not just going to kill the bad guys even if they have a liberal definition of what that is. Yeah. Because I think that the people that have a liberal definition of what the bad guys are, I think they generally get away with it. Um, but, you know, I'll just go ahead and kill anybody out there who looks like, I, you know, like I can get away with it. Mm. I don't know. I couldn't say. But, you know, it seems to me there's a group of them. The, the best place for that lunatic to work, if that lunatic was a, among the 300 million people that live in the United States, would be in the United States military 
And I don't think it would be too difficult to get placed in the, the fighting arena. This shouldn't be shocking. It should be shocking if it didn't happen. Because, I mean, exactly like you said, this is exactly the type of people they should expect to attract. I don't know how many there are. Uh, that's really the limit, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the, the assumption that these people are smart enough to know to go into the military. And amazingly, you know, sexual predators know, know to go where the kids are. So I would assume the psychopaths know to go where the killing is. Sure. Just, it's just a guess. That we still have people that are killing people here in the United States. But I, oddly, I don't think we've had the serial killer thing going on since the snipers. Yeah, and they right, and of course, not with official sanction, right? I mean, that's the big difference here. In this case, you get approval for killing people. In the case of the snipers, you're the enemy of uh, of everybody. Uh, but in the case of the military, then only some people disagree with your killings. There are people who will cheer you for doing the things that you've done. Yeah, well, you're protecting you're protecting God and and Jesus and uh, liberty and and mom and apple pie and all those good things. I pledge allegiance to the flag. You know, and just blah, 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 blah. The, the folks that, that would rather just eat the pablum that's fed to them than think about it. So I'm looking through here, and it looks like uh, Rolling Stone has done more than just presented some photos with a, an additional bit of commentary. They have actually dug into the story here. So let's share some more details on the kill team. This, again, from RollingStone.com early last year. And by the way, some videos have been released as well now. Oh, Early last year, after six hard months of soldiering in Afghanistan, a group of American infantrymen reached a momentous decision. It was finally time to kill a haji. Among the men of Bravo Company, the notion of killing an Afghan civilian had been the subject of countless conversations during lunchtime chats and late-night bull sessions. For weeks, they had weighed the ethics of bagging savages and debated the probability of getting caught. Some of them agonized over the idea. Others were gung-ho from the start— But not long after the new year, as winter descended on the arid plains of Kandahar province, they agreed to stop talking and actually pulled the trigger. Now, why would you agonize over this issue? You either want to kill civilians or you don't. You don't get anything out of it except the excitement of killing civilians. Maybe the agony was over... It was a group of them, right? So you had different opinions. Maybe those who were most agonized were the ones who were disinclined to participate in this but felt due to peer pressure from these testosterone laden you know alpha male types or yeah. whatever you want to call them these a type so, personalities yeah, they don't need them to actually shoot civilians they need Just them to shut up, shut up. Right. that's what they need or cover up or lie for us yeah yeah and that would would cause somebody who was in that position to agonize because either they shut up and lie for their buddies in their platoon or they snitch and then maybe something awful will happen to them. I, I can't imagine what it's like to sit in that position, but I, you know, I, I, you would also wonder if you're in the business of killing people, and that's what the army is in the business of. How are you going to feel if you're if you've got the guy who snitched on his buddies now has been moved to your squad? I mean, now that I've got the guy, so, you know, the the snitch from the last squad, I don't know really what was going on over there. I know that my job is killing people. And now I've got this guy who snitches on people for killing people on my squad. Like, that can't be a very comfortable place to be if you're the one who has to tell. 
Bravo Company had been stationed in the area since the summer, struggling with little success to root out the Taliban and establish an American presence in one of the most violent and lawless regions of the country. On the morning of January 15th, the company's third platoon, part of the 5th Striker Brigade, based out of Tacoma, Washington, left the mini metropolis of tents and tailors at for- trailers rather at forward operating base Ramrod. In a convoy of armored strikers... This is where uh, diesel fuel costs $100 a gallon, as I've uh, read in the past. Well, In a convoy of armored striker troop carriers, the massive eight-wheeled trucks surged across wide, vacant stretches of desert until they came to Lamahamad Kale, an isolated farming village tucked away behind the few fop, uh, poppy fields. To provide perimeter security, the soldiers parked the strikers at the outskirts of the settlement, which was nothing more than a warren of mud and straw compounds. Then they set out on foot. Local villagers were suspected of supporting the Taliban, providing a safe haven for strikes against U.S. troops. But as the soldiers of 3rd Platoon walked through the alleys of Lamahamad Kaleh, they saw no armed fighters, no evidence of enemy positions. Instead, they were greeted by a frustratingly familiar sight, destitute Afghan farmers living without electricity or running water. Yeah, you know, this whole idea that, uh, that, that locals are supporting this group or that group, you know that makes perfectly good sense when you're sitting here in the United States with your cell all phone, kinds of money and time, reading your, uh, you know, watching the cable news and all that other stuff because you know who you support. However, when you're on the ground there and there's a group of armed people fighting another group of armed people, and one of the groups of armed people comes to you and says, "Hey, we need a favor," well, you're likely to do it because they're armed and they kill people. And then the other group of armed people says, "You're the enemy. You're supporting the group of armed people." I mean, it's really the rock and the hard place when it comes to being one of these folks on the ground. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. More on the Kill Team coming up here in moments. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free. So head on over to freetalklive.com and you can enjoy stuff like our listening options. We've got live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there for you. Great radio stations, 94 of them across the country, AM and FM, uh, allowing you to listen uh, to various different uh, to the show at various different times throughout the week. Uh, so you'll learn about them, plus our free-to-air satellite option, listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. And our webcam. Go and get the details and get tuned in for free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right, let's continue here. Of course, we'll take your phone calls about anything. We're telling you the latest about the the Kill Team. And by the way, uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, The biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening this summer, June 20th through the 26th. And it's looking good, man. It's 
it, people are getting registered for this. Uh, our, I was talking with Curtis. He's the guy that's organizing it this year, and he f- he feels like we are going to eclipse a thousand people uh, that the Free State Project's Pork Fest. And that's why I mean when I say we, because we're kind of involved in it, Mark. You and I, we're going to be broadcasting live from there. I'm sure Dale will join us at least at some point yeah. throughout the week. And uh, in fact, we're going to be there all week long. So it's going to be really uh, extra fun for us. An extra long kind of working vaca- vacation, basically. We, what we do isn't work. <laughs> well. What we do during the day is work. Yeah. But what we do on the air at night, but not st- really work. We still need to be relatively sober to do Free Talk Live. I don't know what kind of pork fest you're attending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm you're not saying I'm time. not going to imbibe a little bit of uh, <laughs> alcohol, but good heavens. <laughs> like you intend to be stoned the whole time? Well, I don't know. Maybe most of the time. We'll see. I don't know. It might be interesting to hear some stoned Free Talk Live, you know? <laughs> so oh, I'm sure you've heard it before. <laughs> So anyway, uh, it's going to be fun. You can come join us there. Over a th- like probably around a thousand people going to be attending this year, and you'll be able to do everything from live family, uh, live performances, rock and roll music, and other types of music can be played there. Uh, family fun, agorism in action. There's going to be a whole family section. So if I if I make it sound like a week long party, it is, but it's also uh, family friendly as well. So. Yeah, it's amazing how they can coincide alongside each other. Um, you know, I mean, the kids right. the kids do their things, the families do their things, uh, often with the kids. Uh, you know, the, the 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 folks that are partying do their thing. The the vendors do their thing. It's 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 amazing how it can it all be comes like together. That. Yeah, but it's fine. It's great. So you can go to porkfest.com and get registered. Save 20% with our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. You don't use spaces in that discount code. Just Free Talk Live, the discount code tape, uh, to save 20% at P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. It's going to be at Rogers Campground like it was last year in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You won't want to miss it because, number one, you're around people that get it. They understand what freedom means. And... That's a really cool group of people to be around. So go to porkfest.com. As we continue here, as I mentioned, the kill team getting quite the treatment here. Who says Who says you need the New York Times? Rolling Stone has done a heck of a job here covering this kill team story with multiple pages and releasing new pictures as well as video. For those of you who are interested in seeing those things, they are there. Of course, we're talking about horrible things. Uh, these individuals were... Involved in murdering people. Yeah, don't claim you weren't warned. This, these these people went beyond what the normal level of uh, killing is in the military. And they made a special effort to kill innocent people. So, uh, we continue here with the story. They talk about a village, a remote village, where these folks had heard rumors that they were sympathetic to the Taliban. Turns out when they arrived, they discovered that uh, it was basically full of... You know, poor farmers trying to eke out an existence in this desert hell, essentially just trying to get enough food and water together to survive. Bearded men with poor teeth and tattered traditional clothes, says Rolling Stone. Young kids eager for candy and money. It was impossible to tell which, if any of the villagers, were sympathetic to the Taliban. The insurgents, for their part, preferred to stay hidden, preferred to stay hidden from American troops, striking from a distance with IEDs. While the officers of 3rd Platoon peeled off to talk to a villager, village elder inside the compound, two soldiers walked away from the unit until they reached the far edge of the village. There, in a nearby poppy field, they began looking for someone to kill. The general consensus was, uh, according to one of the men, later talking to army investigators, if we're going to do something that effing crazy, no one wanted anybody around to witness it. 
course, at some point they decided to start taking video and uh, photos. So I guess that changed over time. The poppy plants were still low to the ground at that time of year. Two soldiers, Corporal Jeremy Morlock and Private First Class Andrew Holmes, saw a young farmer who was working by himself in the spiky shoots. Off in the distance, a few other soldiers stood sentry, but this farmer was the only Afghan in sight. With no one around to witness, the timing was right. Just like that, they picked him for execution. You'd think that these guys would have enough people to shoot and kill that just shooting some farmer out in a poppy field wouldn't have any kind of a lure to them. I mean, do they do they mention that whether or not these guys ever had the opportunity? To, I mean, is that is is that what it's all about? You know, I just want to I want to have a kill, you know. Good question, Mark. Because, uh, you know, the, I, I, I know that, that these are things that are important to guys. I mean, how many confirmed kills do you have? It did say that their Bravo company had been stationed in the area struggling with little success to root out the Taliban. So that sounds like there wasn't a whole lot of action. They, were, they went into the military expecting, expecting a lot of action, mm-hmm. and it wasn't quite as much as they had hoped, or it didn't happen at the... It had been too long, I guess, maybe, and they were feeling frustrated. Yeah, this frustrated sucks. And- I signed up for some killing. Let's get on it. Yeah, you know, and what you'll often hear, because I watch the military channel on a regular basis. I, I, I'm probably the only peacenik that watches the military channel as much <laughs> as I do. <laughs> but um, you'll, you'll see these old soldiers getting interviewed, and they'll tell you that um, you know nobody wants this kind of killing. Nobody wants this kind of killing. And I believe that that's how they feel at this point. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is how did they feel before they saw a hundred, a thousand, you know, two thousand bloated, stinking bodies when they were eighteen, whose viscera is thrown all over the place, uh, you know, their heads blown off, pieces of their heads blown off. Before that, meaning ignorant eighteen-year-old uh, boys, essentially, young, young, young men. There's a reason they send young men to fight wars yeah. because they want to. They don't know any better. They have always done. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not. Well, gonna call they, them and stupid. they want to. They've been trained to want to from little kids. It's true. They've been bombarded with propaganda that's pro-military. I mean, you know, movies, one of these movies and everything. And, and, and if you look at these movies that, that it's almost impossible to make a movie that involves the military without help from the military or that it, at least it's exorbitantly more expensive than if you can get the military's help. The military heavily subsidizes Hollywood. And they've been trained. They they want to be soldiers because they've been well exactly access and equipment and things like that. Right. If and, you want to make an ant, a pro war, um, you know, movie with uh, fighter planes, the military will help you out. If yeah. you want to make an anti war military, uh, you know, a movie with fighter planes, you're going to have to go get uh, F ones from uh, you know East uh, Bum Efistan yeah. in order to uh, do it. I mean, yeah. it'll the be kids possible. have been trained to want to to be soldiers and want to kill they've been, they've been taught that this is this is what glory is i really wonder about testosterone and what its role is in this i mean more I coming wonder. up in moments 800-259-9231 more about the kill team your thoughts as well it's free talk live have you been thinking about starting a website i'm gonna tell you about a great offer from hostgator hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting and they make it easy to get your own com domain name you create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free. So head over there and enjoy those on us, uh, like our news updates. You get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com, and you'll be able to follow Free Talk Live's uh, updates via email or Facebook or Twitter, whichever way works best for you. We have different delivery methods, and all of them are free. So go ahead and get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference. Get experience and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and in public policy. Graduates have gone on to uh, – former interns have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more, even Cato Institute. And you can have – you know, these kind of institutions on your resume. Uh, I mean, when you compare your resume with whatever you're going to do over the summertime, whether it's work at a department store or car wash or grocery store to organizations like this, all things being equal against your competition, this will get you hired at the next place that you want to go. Whether whether you're going to go on and do journalism or public policy, those things don't matter as much. It shows a person who's willing to achieve higher than his peers or her peers. They'll give you a generous stipend. That means a paycheck. Housing assistance. That means additional pay. Career workshops and training throughout the summer. You can visit libertarianinternships.com for more information, and you can sign up there to receive updates and reminders. If you have a young, you know, have a young person in your life whom you think this would be a good uh, situation for, tell them about it. Libertarianinternships.com. It's an incredible opportunity. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number for you as we continue here with Rolling Stone's uh, very detailed co- coverage of this kill team. We as of last week, only heard a little bit uh, that there was a group of soldiers in Afghanistan uh, that were facing criminal charges, murder charges, uh, to because of what they had done to innocent people over there that they were essentially caught at doing. And how they ended up getting caught is a good question. Uh, but we're telling the story from, I guess, you know, the beginning where Rolling Stone pick, Rolling Stone picks it up, saying that these soldiers had been debating killing an innocent person for a while, and they decided they finally wanted to do so. So while they were in a remote village, they uh, walked out to the perimeter of the area and found a, a young man standing in the poppy fields and just iced him, uh, basically. The story picks up there. He was a smooth-faced kid, about 15 years old, not much younger than they were. Morlock was 21, Holmes 19. His name, they would later learn, was Gal Mudin, a common name in Afghanistan. He was wearing a little cap and a Western-style green jacket. He held nothing in his hand that could be interpreted as a weapon, not even a shovel. So the expressions on uh, the expression that was, I guess, caught on his face was welcoming. He was not a threat, Morlock later confessed. Morlock and Holmes called to him in Pashto as he walked toward them, ordering him to stop. The boy did as he was told. He stood still. The soldiers knelt down before a mud, or rather behind a mud brick wall. Then Morlock tossed a grenade toward Mudden, using the wall as cover. As the grenade exploded, he and Holmes opened fire, shooting the boy repeatedly at close range with an M4. And a machine uh, M4 carbine and a machine gun. Mudlin or Mudden buckled, went down face first onto the ground. His cap toppled off, a pool of blood congealed by his head. 
The loud report of the guns echoed all around the sleepy farming village. The sound of such unexpected gunfire typically triggers an emergency response in other soldiers, sending them into full battle mode. Yet when the shots rang out, some soldiers didn't seem especially alarmed, even when the radio began to squawk. It was Morlock, agitated, screaming that he had come under attack. On a nearby hill, specialist Adam uh, Adam Winfield turned to his friend Ashton Moore and explained that it probably wasn't a real combat situation. It was more likely a staged killing, he said, a plan the guys had hatched to take out an unarmed Afghan without getting caught. Back at the wall, soldiers arrived. That is shocking. You know, uh, what I imagine these guys figured out when they once this, this occurred is this whole killing thing isn't even as exciting as it is in Hollywood. You know, when somebody dies in Hollywood, there's this, this dramatic thing around it. Mm. This guy probably just buckled and fell. They just, it was just trivial to them. It was just incredibly trivialized. Because they did it again. Morlock and Holmes were crouched by the wall when other soldiers arrived on the scene and found the body in the bloodstains. When a staff sergeant asked them what happened, Morlock said the boy had been about to attack them with a grenade. We had to shoot the guy, he said. I think it's interesting to point out something here that uh, the Afghan civilians are carrying around United States uh, issued uh, United States government issued grenades. Well, there's that point. But uh, what I wanted to point out was that it's important to remember that these uh, soldiers, a lot of them come back when they're done with their tour of duty. They come back and become what? Police. That's right. They become police officers. And this is not an uncommon thing that happens with the police where some trigger happy cop shoots some innocent hum- human being. And then they, you know, they happen. They're so corrupt. Some of these cops, not all of them are like this, but some of them, they're so corrupt that they actually carry around things like illegal weapons and drugs so they can plant it on people after the fact. So you kill somebody accidentally. Turns out he wasn't reaching for a gun like you thought he was. It turns out he has no weapons on him whatsoever. Well, good thing you've got that little gun you took from that punk kid few weeks ago that you've been carrying around in your car for just this opportunity you pull out your uh, your little piece pistol and uh, well, who's gonna stick it on the top somebody? i mean why wouldn't you have it in a uh in, 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 a, in, a, in an ankle uh, holster or something as like a backup that? sure i mean Good. really uh, <laughs> I mean, that way even if you are dealing with a uh a dudley do right on your uh team or something like that you say hey the guy had a gun you go over there you uh reach way, you it, as you lean down you reach into your thing and say hey here it is That'd be extra smart. That way you wouldn't have to go back to your car first before you did that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who's going to shake him down? Who's going to say, yep. oh, well, you know, I, I saw that. It's an unli- it was an unlikely story. A lone Taliban fighter armed only with a grenade attempting to ambush a platoon in broad daylight, let alone in an area that offered no cover or concealment. Yes, but people will believe these stories because they're radical Islamic extremists. Even the top officer at the scene, Captain Patrick Mitchell, thought there was something strange about Morlock's story. He said, I just thought it was weird that someone would come up and throw a grenade at us, he later told investigators. But Mitchell did not order his men to render aid to Mudden, who he believed might still be alive and possibly a threat. Instead, he ordered the staff sergeant to make sure the boy was dead. Chris Sprague, staff, the staff sergeant, raised his rifle and fired twice. As the soldiers milled around the body, a local elder who'd been working in the poppy field came forward and accused Morlock and Holmes of murder. Pointing to Morlock, he said that the soldier and not the boy had thrown the grenade, and Morlock and the older, other soldiers ignored him. To identify the body, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Uh, to identify the body, the soldiers fetched the village elder who'd been speaking to the officers that morning. But by tragic coincidence, the elder turned out to be the father of the slain boy. Oh, that's got to make mm. you pretty mad, huh? 
His moment of grief-stricken recognition when he saw his son lying in a pool of blood was later recounted in the flat prose of an ar- army official report. Can you imagine how helpless that man feels? I mean, you're in this, these people from another country, just absolutely overwhelming uh, weapon power mm-hmm. um, and just having free reign all over your country. And he's this poor farmer and he's got this poor farmer he's got this poor child who he knows did not do what they're saying he did what what recourse does he have not for any kind of it. any kind of justice whatsoever you can file a, an official complaint yeah yeah well, i mean imagine how unsatisfied you are now remember these guys are going to live better in leavenworth than these people do out stretching an existence out of the mud mm. in um, Afghanistan. And your murderers go to a punishment that's still greater than the life that your son might have had. Oh, I mean, how how awful is it? Just leave these people alone. If you can't leave these people alone, ask yourself for one second, what is there in Afghanistan that is worth this? What is there? There's nothing there. The report noted, quote, the father was very upset, unquote. The father's grief did nothing to interrupt the pumped up mood that had broken out among the soldiers following the routine army procedure required. I'm sure it helped. After I every, mean, if these guys are the psychopaths that they sound like. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. There's more to the story of the kill team. And this is, of course, the kill team that's gotten caught. Right, exactly. How many and that's more? What I'm thinking, you know, it's amazing that they got caught, but I'm sure this farmer's, you know, the odds are so slim. Indeed. 800-259-9231. You can take control here. Bring up anything you'd like as well. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, Okay, by the way, some of the other features on the site, you can actually use them to support Free Talk Live because we give you everything for free. You could, for instance, join the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. For as little as $3 a month, we'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So uh, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up with any major credit card via PayPal, or you can use Visa MasterCard right on our website at freetalklive. Excuse me, amp.freetalklive.com. Sickle CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They know that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call so that you can hear it later, and they have the best equipment that money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see... You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. So the pictures, by the way, we had talked about the kill team last week. 
on this program, and we had seen a handful of photos that had been released at that point. The German magazine Der Spiegel claims to have over 4,000, which should give you some indication that this is more than just one young man that they that they killed. There's a lot of people likely that these guys were engage, engaged in. And again, these are the ones that were caught, and who knows Correct. how many similar things have happened where they weren't caught. But the ones uh, that we right. seen... And when it comes to crime, no one believes for a second that every murderer is caught. No one believes for a second that every burglar is caught. No one believes for a second that every sex offender in the United States is caught. However, they're willing to believe that these are only that these guys are just you know these are just bad apples and we've taken care of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nonsense, right? Yeah. So, just to give you an update, uh, the, the soldiers' photos that we we saw before, where they were holding the corpse on the ground and one of them looking into the camera with a huge sick grin on his face, like a hunter. That's the the young boy we're talking about here, the 15-year-old teenager that was shot to death after having an, a grenade thrown at him uh, by these men, shot to death. Turns out he was the son of the village elder, and that's where we pick up the story about how the father's grief did nothing to interrupt the pumped-up mood that had broken out among the soldiers. Following the routine army procedure required after every battlefield death, they cut off the dead boy's clothes and stripped him naked to check for identifying tattoos. Next, they scanned his iris and fingerprints using a portable biometric scanner. Then, in a break with protocol, the soldiers began taking photographs of themselves celebrating their kill. Holding a cigarette rakishly in one hand, Holmes posed for the camera with Mudin's body and half-naked corpse, grabbing the boy's head by the hair as if it were a trophy deer. Morlock made sure to get a similar memento. No one seemed more pleased by the kill than Staff Sergeant Calvin Gibbs, the platoon's popular and hard-charging squad leader. One soldier recalls it, it was like another day at the office for him. Gibbs started messing around with the kid, moving his arms and mouth, and acting like the kid was talking. Then, oh, using a pair of razor-sharp medic, uh, razor medics... This is straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. This is like you watch psychotic killers in a horror movie. Yeah. This, what is they what are. They, this is how they're acting. And I wonder that you know that that's what that's how they, they that's what trained them or something. It that rubs active. the lotion on. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's geez. just that's that that it's, morose. It's that sick. Yeah. Then using a pair of razor sharp medic shears, he reportedly sliced off the dead boy's pinky finger and gave it to Holmes as a trophy for killing his first Afghan, which is again very much like something that you'd see in a in a horror movie or yeah. something that real. Killers do. Real serial killers are known, many of them, for taking trophies yeah. of their kills. And also, um, it, by the way, the, uh, the, the, the folks on the, the border were doing that with the, um, what were they, uh, the, the, uh, the Minutemen? Remember that? They'd capture people and then take pictures with Mexican people that are, you know, poor Mexican people trying to cross the border mm. um, as, as though they're, you know, saving America. Um, you know, when the, uh, the story the story came out from, uh, you know, one of these uh, peace organizations had a panel of soldiers who had uh, seen the shock of Iraq came over. And they the, the one guy said that he was in a platoon where the captain said that the uh, the first guy who got a bayonet kill. This is 2003. A bayonet kill in um, Iraq would get uh, a, a week leave when he got home. I mean. And, and nothing happened to this guy. There's nope. no problem with that. So, I mean, the captain offering a one-week leave for a bayonet kill, for one thing, I think a bayonet kill likely puts the uh, puts the, the American soldiers in more danger because mm-hmm. they're going to hold off shooting in order to get that week uh, furlough. And secondly, it's, it makes it more likely they're just going to stick somebody with a, uh, a weapon in order to get that. I mean, it's all sick and weird. It is so and sick. And that's not somebody who got charged or anything. I mean, nobody's nobody uh, is saying that that didn't happen, and yep. nobody's trying to charge that guy. 
Then using a, so he cuts off the boy's pinky finger and gives it to Holmes. According to his fellow soldiers, Holmes took to carrying the finger with him in a Ziploc bag. He wanted to keep the finger forever and wanted it to dry out, said one of his friends. He was proud That's not of dry his out in the Ziploc bag there. Holmes ain't no genius. After the killing, the soldiers involved in Mudden's death were not disciplined or punished in any way. Emboldened, the platoon went on a shooting spree over the next four months that claimed the lives of at least three more innocent civilians. When the killings finally became public last summer, the army moved aggressively to frame the incidents as the work of a rogue unit operating completely on its own without the knowledge of its superiors. Military prosecutors swiftly charged five low-ranking soldiers with murder, and the Pentagon clamped down on any information yeah. about the killings. You know, they almost never get themselves an officer anymore. It used to be that they, it would be, you know, that, that they would take the top guys in charge of these things, and now it's always the enlisted people. Because they, you know, the idea is that they're, they're responsible for everything that happens below them. Or at least they, that's the rhetoric in the, right. in the military. Is but the reality your rank, your yeah. response, yeah, and that's changing very rapidly. I don't, well, I don't, I don't want to say it's changing. It probably never really was much more than rhetoric. Soldiers in Bravo Company were barred from giving interviews, and lawyers for the accused say their clients faced harsh treatment if they spoke to the press, including solitary confinement. No officers were charged. But a review of internal army records and investigative files obtained by Rolling Stone, good for them, included dozens of interviews with members of Bravo Company compiled by the military investigators. Indicates that the dozen infantrymen being portrayed as members of a secretive kill team were operating out in the open, in plain view of the rest of the company. Far from being clandestine, as the Pentagon had implied, the murders of civilians were common knowledge among the unit and understood to be illegal by pretty much the whole platoon, according to one soldier who complained about them. Staged killings were an open uh, open topic of conversation, and at least one soldier from another battalion in the 3,800-man striker brigade participated. How big is a platoon? How many men are in a platoon? I'll look that up, but I know that the numbers of military organizations can, can vary widely. So uh, another soldier from another battalion in the 3,800-man striker brigade participated in attacks on unarmed civilians. The platoon has a reputation, a whistleblower named Private First Class Justin Stoner told the Army Criminal Investigation Command. They have a lot of practice, have had a lot of practice staging killings and getting away with it. With a statement like that, sure makes it sound like it was more than the officially reported three or so kills. Uh, platoon is uh, four squads, generally three rifle squads and one weapons squad, normally armed with machine guns, anti-tank weapons. Lieutenants lead most platoons, and the second command is generally a sergeant first class. Um, a squad is a small military unit consisting of 10 to 11 soldiers, so a platoon about 40. From the start, a questionable uh, the questionable nature of the killings was on the radar of senior Army leadership. Within days of the first murder, Rolling Stone has learned... Mudden's uncle descended on the gates of FOB Ramrod, along with 20 villagers from La Muhammad Calais, to demand an investigation. So here's your answer, Mark. This is what these people decided to try to do, to come and try to get the military to do something about this. They were sitting out at our front door, recalls Lieutenant Colonel David Abrams, the battalion's second in command. During a four-hour meeting with Mudden's uncle, Abrams was informed that several children in the village had seen Mudden killed by soldiers from 3rd Platoon. The battalion chief ordered the soldiers to be re-interviewed, but Abrams found no inconsistencies in their story, and the matter was dropped. Huh. If you get everybody to keep the same story together about the little boy with the grenade... That he allegedly threw at uh, these armed soldiers from the middle of a field, from behind no cover whatsoever, and not having any other uh, any other armaments on him with which to do battle. 
apparently that's completely believable to this yeah. particular the, captain. The son of the chief of the, you know, the what do they call him, the head man, the elder, or whatever yeah. his name is there. Um, and, and likely he's not head of much, <laughs> mind you. You know, like, he's going to, this kid is going to be the chief someday of this little troop of people. And he's going to risk that in order to throw a hand grenade and die um, at some American soldiers. Other officers were also in a position to question the murders. Neither 3rd Platoon's commander, Captain Matthew Quiggle, nor 1st Lieutenant Roman Ligsay had been held accountable or has been held accountable for their unit's actions, despite their repeated failure to report killings that they had ample reason to regard as suspicious. In fact, supervising the murderous platoon or... Even having knowledge of the crime seems to have been no impediment to career advancement. Guess what? They got promoted. You'd think that somebody who's this incompetent can't figure out that they've got a kill squad among uh, uh, you know, a platoon that's operating relatively out in the open. That, that, that they wouldn't get promoted, but sure enough, incompetence rises Just to the like top with of the, the police. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 next. It's the shirt you wear most. An essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more. But we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional street collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming and 850 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt for just 19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Don't forget, the main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content of the website by submitting different things to it. So you find something online you think is interesting, you want to share it with our listeners, you just submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners get to vote on the, uh, what you've submitted. You get to vote on what they've submitted, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air, and of course our listeners are also likely to encounter what you think is important. So go to freetalklive.com and get involved in that process. We are digging in uh, deep into this Rolling Stone piece about this group of killers in Afghanistan. They've been called the kill team in the media. We talked about it last week in a less detailed manner. A real good report has come out now thanks to Rolling Stone. A handful of pictures had come out last week. A few more have now come out um, a little bit later. There's allegedly are thousands of photos that have been taken, according to Der Spiegel magazine, who originally broke the story. And uh, so there are more out there now. You can see them over at, the, at Rolling Stone's website. Plus, apparently video has come out. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I, it's so hard for me to watch this stuff. 
I mean, maybe maybe ten years ago when I was a testosterone laden uh, teen or whatever, uh, I would have gotten some sort of excitement out of this, but yeah. it's just disgusting. So it's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, I'm, I, I I'm really getting a. I don't think I like the whole testosterone being blamed for this because you know this is really its conditioning. Um, you know, people are conditioned to act this way. I don't think that human beings, human beings that by their natures are not inclined to kill other people. It's it's something that really takes it takes something going getting messed up in your in your past or or being purposely implement, implemented or purposefully imprinted on people to want to kill people. The military goes to a great deal of effort to get people, you know. At ease with the with the notion of killing. Well, I would mm-hmm. agree that it is. Um, it, it takes a large emotional toll, the activity upon uh, people. But I would also say that, I mean, you know, so so like violence is a reality. If you take a look at other primates, they use violence in in many cases to solve problems. Um, and when you some do, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I I don't know about orangutans, bonobo monkeys, or, um, bonobos or and chimpanzees for... and gorillas. Um, certainly, will do that. They'll use, they'll, they'll oh, use gonna, a well, show of force. Actually, I was thinking that bonobos are the ones that use sex to resolve. Uh, they do problems. do that. Yes, they're dirty, <laughs> dirty little monkeys. There's no doubt. Um, but they and, and it causes them to avoid a lot of violence. It, it, um, admittedly, um, <laughs> you know, I can't. I, you know, I have seen video of chimpanzees and um, of gorillas using violence to solve problems. I haven't seen bonobos. I suspect they're really no difference than their little chimpanzee cousins. But um, you know, as the case may be. The uh, you know, it would seem to me that an escalation of violence would occur, especially in a in a world with technology where people you know if you if you eliminated all violence and all the repercussions of violence today, all the spankings, everybody's minds wiped clean of all the violence that they've experienced. They don't understand how to use violence particularly to solve their problems. I suspect somebody would smack somebody else in the face. That person would punch them in the nose. I think you're right about that. And then it, I, I agree, the but I don't, you're sort of implying this sort of innate in our. It's sort of innate in our, uh, and and I'm saying that I, I think it's still something that our that we, it's something that we. I think it's both. we intellectually celebrate and promote. I, I think that Agreed. there's no doubt about that. You look at America culture. You look at the, like pop culture on television. You look at the kinds of movies that uh, that Americans watch. Uh, versus like the European sensibilities that are more kind of anti-violence, more pro-sexuality, uh, whereas it's the reverse here in this country. So I think that no doubt that's probably the majority factor, uh, Dale, what you're talking about. But at the same time, clearly, there's a certain natural state that uh, humans uh, have come from right. and I think have, you, have you, yet you to really get away know, from. I just, I mean, you can look at the history of wars, and I think even, Mark, even you talked about this, I think, on this show, is is how in in the history of wars, most soldiers never shot someone. No, nope, uh, I... In, in, in older wars, and I question then, and, this, and the military had to address this problem. I, 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 I would agree. I would agree that when you're talking about being face to face with someone and pulling the trigger, that soldiers can have trouble doing it. But um, this this notion that during the Civil War they found that most people were aiming above their enemies' heads, and that we had to come up with some way in order to condition the soldiers, I just don't. I just don't believe that. Well, story. a lot of people died in the Civil War, so presumably they, you know. I got shot by someone. I can tell I you, if that. you would have taken 19-year-old Mark Edge, put put a rifle in his hand and said, hey, go out there and find some bad guys and shoot them, he would have. We continue the story here from Rolling Stone as they are talking about this group, uh, the Kill Team, that 
went around killing innocent people. They get into detail on the very first killing of a 15-year-old boy who posed no threat whatsoever and was completely unarmed. Uh, they talk about his killing and what the aftermath was with the basically the entire company or whatever covering for these folks. The upper echelon should have known better. They should have known there was something suspicious about this killing because it was pretty obvious uh, if you if you looked at the circumstances. Uh, but yet they pretended like nothing was wrong and, uh, in fact, were promoted, as we've seen so many times in the police corruption stories where many of the cops who are guilty of murdering people out in the open are promoted. They are found that they, you know, the killing was completely justified and that they are a hero. And so, indeed, some of the upper echelon folks here actually got promotions after covering up. Uh, one of them promoted to a captain, and a sergeant who joined the platoon in April became a team leader, even though he'd found out about the murders from the beginning, according to a soldier who had cooperated with the Army's investigation. Indeed, it would have been hard not to know about the murders, given that the soldiers of the 3rd Platoon took scores of photographs chronicling their, their kills and their time in Afghanistan. The photos obtained by but Rolling Stone. You'd think that their, their platoon mates, you know, the 40, 45 guys that are with them, including the lieutenant, would have noticed all this uh, posing with uh, dead people as if they're, uh, you know, big game uh, trophies. Yeah. That's not a little weird, apparently, uh, to them. So the photos portray a frontline culture among U.S. troops in which killing Afghan civilians is less a reason for concern than a cause for celebration. Most people within the unit disliked the Afghan people, whether it was the Afghan National Police, the Afghan National Army, or locals, according to one soldier. Gee, what a surprise. What a surprise. They didn't like the people in Afghanistan. Well, what about all those uh, pictures of you know the soldiers helping the kids and building a school or whatever it is that they you know supposedly do, doing food distribution, trying to make it look like, they, hey, these guys are over there helping these folks. Well, you don't You don't need somebody. a military to do that. You, you don't know, need a military. You, you don't <laughs> help people Peace you Corps hate. Peace Corps could do that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't help people if you hate right. them. You're not going, whatever you do in their name, if you hate them, is not going to be very helpful. That's true, and what gets me though is is showing the military doing things like that. It's such a it's such a you know politician posing with the uh, while kissing the baby thing. Mm-hmm. It's such an obvious PR move because you don't need military people to do that kind of stuff. Handing out food and things like that, you a Peace Corps can do that. You don't need you know tanks and. And if you want the Peace weapons. Corps to do it, I mean, the Peace Corps is a government-run program, and I suspect well, I, I, somewhat more um, efficient than the military. I but hear this about st- police too, though. I mean, you hear police. Oh, I police helped someone on the side of the road and stuff like that. Well, you, again, you don't need a policeman to do that. You know, this is all PR stuff for what is otherwise a, just a very violent That's right. occupation. So uh, everyone would say they're savages, according to another soldier. Which, of course, makes it easy to dehumanize them yeah, and that's, easier to take their the lives. That's the term you use in order to uh, you know, not have to treat somebody like a human being. Right. Call them names like it's, gook. It's, it's been something that has been done throughout the ages. It's an effective means of Gaps. Yeah, de- dehumanizing the other side. And that way you don't have to think about it. One photo shows a hand missing, a finger. Another depicts a severed head being maneuvered with a stick. And still more show bloody body parts, blown apart legs, mutilated torsos. Several show dead Afghans lying on the ground or on striker vehicles with no weapons in view. In many of the photos, it's unclear whether the bodies are civilians or Taliban. And it's possible that the unidentified deaths involve no illegal acts by U.S. soldiers. Because, you know, when they kill them in a a, a firefight, then it's completely legal to, uh, to kill those folks. 
Uh, but it is a violation of Army standards to take such photos of the dead, let alone to share them with others. Among the soldiers, the collection was treated like a war memento. It was passed from man to man on thumb drives and hard drives. Yeah. Yet this country has snuff, a problem. Snuff photos. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yet there's a lot of uproar in this country about what they call sexting between teenagers taking naked photos of themselves. <laughs> That's a problem. But passing around, uh, you know, mutilated kill photos uh, among the, you know, a group of people. Oh, yes, this is normal behavior for troops. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up anything. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey, this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want, though. Calls right now uh, for the Kill Team story would certainly be preferred. We're talking about a fairly serious issue here tonight, and that is this group of men. Uh, I don't know if any women were involved. A group of men in the military who had... uh, Engaged in murder, just out-and-out murder. Not of anybody with uh, guns or weapons that was in any way a threat to these people, who are still invaders in another land. That that aside, the, the whole part aside about these people invading other uh, people's land, these guys went above and beyond the call of duty to actually take special effort to be sick enough to murder people in cold blood and then mutilate their bodies even further after the fact by cutting off fingers and uh, playing around with severed heads and things like that. And taking pictures uh, of a lot of it, as well as video footage. Rollingstone.com has a very detailed report and uh, will continue that, as well as has released a few extra photos uh, and some new videos that have come out. There there haven't been any videos as of yet until the Rolling Stone piece. We'll continue delving into this uh, subject matter in a moment, but first. It's the shirt that you use most, the white Penpoint Oxford. It doesn't matter whether you uh, you know work in a business where you need to have a dress shirt, church, or uh, you know, just uh, you know, funerals. Who knows? I mean, you need these. Uh, the you know, a white pinpoint Oxford. Every man should have at least one of them, and some need several. Paul Frederick has it for you in athletic, trim, big and tall for just nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. They also have uh, with the with the sleeve, the fit, and the collar combinations. There's more than forty fifty five combinations. When you go. And get these at the discount stores, which is probably the only place that you can get a competitive price to this. The neck is always too tight. The belly's always too big. The sheet, the leaves are the the sleeves are too short. Get one that fits fits you because that way you'll wear it. If you don't have one that fits you, you don't want the darn thing. Um, I have gone through this obviously, and it's not worth it. Get free monogramming too. Go to nineteen ninety five shirt dot com. It's nineteen ninety five shirt dot com. Use the promo code tuck. T-U-C-K, Tuck, at 1995shirt.com. So continuing here from Rolling Stone, where they're describing what happens to some people 
in this situation of war where either sick people who are sickos, psychopaths are attracted to this situation and then or people are just kind of made immune to the, to violence in these situations are encouraged to dehumanize other human beings, encouraged to do horrible things uh, to them as part of a group think where the most violent of individuals take leadership roles and encourage their lower ranked uh, individuals to follow along or keep their mouths shut. Uh, that kind of thing. We're talking about uh, examples of how they had so many photos that were being passed around this entire company of men. Uh, there's so many photos that you, they can't identify whether they were innocent or not. I mean, there's one photo with a severed head being played with with a stick. Uh, well, no one knows who this guy's head is. is. They don't know if he was one of the innocent folks that these guys uh, murdered or if he was an actual armed uh, assailant or whatever. But the right. point being here, as they, they show in the, this article, it's still against their army policy to take pictures like this and to, sh- and to share them around to kind of, uh, I guess, bask in the morbidity of uh, the entire process. Yeah, you're supposed to kill people and, well, not like it very much, but you shouldn't get PTSD at the same time. I mean, this right. is, I mean how sick is that? Now, you know, for a second here, yes, it's sick to go out and murder people. But how sick is it to send young men into a place for which there is real no clear purpose as to what they're doing to kill people and to be shot at? And they're supposed to they're they're supposed to a not like it and b they're supposed to, um, you know, like it, like it enough to be able to remain sane, I guess, or, Mm. or be able to be immune to it. Somehow you're supposed to remain sane, but not like it. That's sick. So among the soldiers, they have this collection of photos. It was kind of traded around like, uh, you know, trading cards. Uh, they were treated as a war memento, the collection. It was passed from man to man on thumb drives and hard drives. The gruesome images of corpses and war atrocities filed alongside of clips of television shows, UFC fights and films such as Iron Man 2. One soldier kept a complete set, which he made available to anyone who asked. The collection. Wait a minute. Are they saying that he had Iron Man 2 copied without like a bit torrent? It doesn't sound like it was a legal copy of Iron Man 2. An illegal copy of Iron Man 2. That's like a $250,000 fine under Obama. I'm sure they're going to go after them really, really hard for that. They're probably a little busy. They understand what the uh, what <laughs> what is uh, important here, too. However, they'll let these movie companies in America go after your kids if they copy right. it. Yeah. The collection also included several videos shot by U.S. troops in a jumpy 30-minute clip called Motorcycle Kill. Soldiers believed to be with another battalion in the Striker Brigade. Again... They were really only focusing on this one battalion, so maybe this is going on in other places. Uh, Soldiers believed to be with another battalion gunned down two Afghans on a motorcycle who may have been armed. One of the most chilling files shows two Afghans suspected of planting an IED being blown up in an airstrike. Shot through thermal imaging, the grainy footage has been edited into a music video, complete with a rock soundtrack and a title card that reads Death Zone. So, suspected of planting an IED. Mm -hmm. I... And I don't know. Isn't that weird? Like you see some guys screwing around on the side of the road and a was this a motorcycle or a helicopter? Uh, there are different videos. There's one motorcycle video. There's another one where a helicopter or an airstrike rather yeah. blows up these guys. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess assume a helicopter just uh, rains down some Gatling gun fire on these guys. I mean, you know, I, this is the thing I have a problem with. Would you accept this in America? Some people would. They would say, well, we, they, we, we see this all the time, Mark, where it's not necessarily a helicopter doing the job, but police on the ground in a, in a situation will say something like, hey, I was scared. 
He looked like he was going to pull a gun. He was going for something in his waistband. And then they blast somebody away. We had a guy on the show who was shot in the back as he was running away from the cops. Yeah. Because the cop was scared. He'd been tased. You know, yeah. like he was, you know, reacting to the tasing. And I guess he, you know, sort of high step jumps away from it and the cop shoots him in the back. But all the cop times. has to do is say he's scared. That's yeah. all they have to say. It could be, and it, you know, it could, it, he could be scared of the of the uh, Labrador retriever that's yep. wagging its tail and, and, and you and know. Blast him away. It's yeah. not an uncommon story. It's what they do. Some of them. Even before the war crimes became public, the Pentagon went to extraordinary measures to suppress the photos, an effort that reached the highest levels of both governments. General Stanley McChrystal and President Hamid Karzai were reportedly briefed on the photos as early as May of last year, and the military launched a massive effort to find every file and pull out the pictures uh, from circulation before they could touch off a scandal on the scale of Abu Ghraib. Investigators in Afghanistan searched the See, hard this drives. is what the concern is. The concern isn't... There are innocent people being killed uh-uh. by our unjust war in Afghanistan. Concern is they'll find out. The concern is is that this is going to hit the press and people are going to, you know, well, it's just like the Bradley the Manning of us. It's like the 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 video, the Bradley Manning and the WikiLeaks stuff. It was it was not. Hey, look, really horrible things are happening over there, and no one's being held accountable. The concern was. Someone might that they might get held accountable, right? Who would say that God bless this soldier, Bradley Manning, who took seriously his oath to protect the Constitution from enemies, foreign and domestic. He turned in his superiors. They just say nothing, of course, how a private can get a hold of all of this information. What is it, 250,000 pages of uh, classified information? Why that much yeah. information is classified and why a private has Who has leaked it. this, you know? Who leaked this and what's going to happen to them, I wonder? Well, it's probably what on this Good thumb question. drive went to one, you know, a soldier who had a modicum of a backbone and sent it off to a press organization, my guess. one 800 a He's a terrorist, too, He's in right? trouble now. Well, he better keep his, his head down, whoever, whoever he is, or else he'll probably get the Bradley Manning treatment. Yep. 800-259-9231. You can take control here. We continue the story in moments, and you can bring up anything as well. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want, though. Preference uh, will be given to folks that want to comment on this Kill Team situation we've been really digging into here throughout the show. Thanks to Rolling Stones for having the in-depth piece uh, and also posting some more of the horrifying photos and videos, which I have not yet watched. Not which one? Not yet watched the videos, and I don't think either of you have as of yet. No, no. Uh, but they are over at RollingStone.com. We'll continue that discussion here in a moment and also want to invite you to something a little more positive, like the Shrine of Female Listeners. Uh, some photos that will not anger you, hopefully, when you look at them. Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. And it's good stuff. If you're a lady listener, you can be a part of the Shrine. And it's not a beauty contest or anything like that. The only th- 
qualifications. You have to be female. Um, so, oh, and you have to prove that you're a listener of the show in the picture. And you'll see uh, there are various different creative ways that some of our lady listeners have done that by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to be on the shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. This is the stuff that you were supposed to learn in school about civics, uh, and it'll teach you how to move the court, how to get evidence, do discovery, all the things that you need to do, because you can't just wander in on uh, on Judgment Day and expect everything to go well for you. If you haven't prepared, then, you know, things are going to go poorly generally. Um, it, it works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. It works in all 50 states, federal courts, state courts, even uh, countries around the world that have the English common law system. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. Get it at Jurisdictionary.com. Again, it's Jurisdictionary.com. So let's continue here. Let's talk to Larry listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, Ann and hey, Mark? Larry. You know, uh, listening to you talk about uh, uh, certain tortures, the uh, perversity of human nature is the, the greatest mystery in our lives. We do stuff like that, and the Americans are just as guilty. We triage and kill our own people. Who's going to come over and stop our civil war when we get ready to have it? You, you, you look at a situation where you got uh, primitive people over there in Afghanistan. If they want to take a dead person's head and ride around on a pole, that's their customs. We used to have a custom in this country not so many years ago where you would put an iron stake in the ground and burn a colored man to death and sell his body parts for souvenirs. So, you know, we need to think about it before, before we go around. And I voted for Obama, of course, but... I don't believe in going around sticking our nose into people's businesses when we're just as guilty of atrocities and genocide. Did you as, believe, uh, uh, Larry? And, and by the way, you keep using the term "we." I'm not guilty of those uh, things. The, the, the United States right. government. Did you believe that Obama was going to stop any atrocities? No, he, he, he has no power to stop any atrocities. Sure, he does. He could bring every, he could bring all those troops home. Well, he's not going to do anything because... Right, I you didn't believe he, that he would, right? I mean, you said you voted no, for No, I did not. But you okay. know, the thing about it is, uh, Ann and Mark, I think that we're being hoodwinked and, and that we're not getting the whole story. I think the United States have made treaties or have some kind of uh, uh, surrenders with these countries that have surrendered in the past and so forth, and they own them. That's why they police them. That's why they set leaders in place over these countries, because it's part of their corporate entity. And uh, I think we're going to find that out sooner or later, but uh, they're just uh, going and trying to move labor resources and production resources. So Larry, it's a global th- th- situation. Yep, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Interesting uh, speculation. In fact, one of my producers, uh, SciFace, sent me a link to a story from last year where the U.S. has identified vast mineral riches in Afghanistan. So you'd asked the question earlier tonight. Was it at rare earth uh, minerals? I'm, I'm not certain. I, don't ha- I didn't actually pull up the story in detail, but uh, you would ask the question, well, why are they here? What, what are they doing all of this over there for? Well, maybe they're after that. It's, for their it, corporate buddies. It's possible. Um, I don't think that the people that voted for Obama 
are guilty of uh, you know the, whatever crimes Obama might allow go go on or, or be responsible for going on. I mean, no, they just did what they thought was the best thing they could in the election. Right. When you saw, I mean, your choices here were between a giant douche and a crap sandwich. Um, I mean, you had John Bomb 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 Moran McCain, and I, right, I don't know, but I kind of feel like between the two. Uh, murderers, which is what they are. Um, I mean, I, you, you, <laughs> in any other situation, they'd be re- held responsible for the people whose orders they gave. I mean, we charge people who hire hitmen as murderers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't see how they wouldn't be. But I would just kind of feel like, uh, you know, between the two, if I had to pick, I think I was thinking Barack Obama would be less likely to murder than John McCain. That was just all my thought. That would process. have been my judgment too. I mean, I still don't try to. And I'm, I'm I, talking I, the difference between tens yeah. of thousands and hundreds of thousands. That's all I'm talking right, about. Right, exactly. I mean, I probably would have guessed that, too. I still didn't I, – I still can't feel comfortable going and make, you know, taking no my judgment call. And, and I can't vote I, for a murderer. I, what I would, I'd be more scared that my vote would count than it wouldn't count because if it did and I was the one that was responsible for whatever change you – know, I don't know what would be worse or better from, my, from me having put a certain person in charge of everybody else. Yeah, I, when you say that uh, you'd be worried about your vote counting, um, that in fact only one vote counts, and that's the vote that separates the tie from the uh, from the the win, and yeah. so really only one person's vote counts. So let's talk yeah. more about the cover up because again, the military isn't interested in getting this news out about this kill team and their thousands of photos and their videos that they had of their murders of uh, innocent human beings. They are very not interested in having that stuff uh, released to the internet and uh, news agencies, and thankfully has been. Uh, but they tried to stop it. In fact, investigators in Afghanistan searched the hard drives and confiscated the computers of more than a dozen soldiers, ordering them to delete any provocative images. The Army Criminal Investigation Command also sent agents fanning out across America to the homes of soldiers and their relatives, gathering up every copy of the files that they could find. Holy mackerel! The message was clear. What happens in Afghanistan stays in Afghanistan. They sent they sent people to to soldiers' homes and relatives' homes as well. Wow. Yeah. They really were serious about this. They know what happened. They know what happened after the Abu Ghraib photos got out. I mean, this is a new world of wartime. This is not the 1980s or 90s uh, right. or 70s where right with the media the way it is now with the, with the, with the, the internet and the way information travels so rapidly. I mean, what would the likelihood be in you know 1987 of having some soldier out there with a huge VHS camcorder on his shoulder trying to record this stuff? It would be those those would be much more seldom uh, occurring incidents. Yeah, the Polaroids aren't going to be as big of a deal. It'll be they harder. don't transmit as easily. Right. It'll be harder to pass these things around. Even if they did have cameras with film in them, they still would have to develop those photos and actually develop the number of copies that they wanted to pass around. So now it's like a complete different world plus if you remember those polaroid cameras they were gigantic monsters yeah. compared yeah. to the i mean you know i people have cameras in the the most smallest the smallest most unobtrusive places you can have them as uh, little key fobs uh, for your a little pinhole in your glasses now yep on your on your glasses in a pen i mean it's yep. just amazing to uh, use a few cliches the cat is out of the bag and the beans have been spilled uh, at this point and i don't think that no matter how many investigators they hire no matter how many homes they are sent to no matter how many computers they raise and check and search they will not be able to stop these things from getting out and and that's 
I think, a good thing for the uh, for our from our perspective of revealing the military's uh, structure well, I and for, I think it's good demeanor. for everybody. I mean, really, the idea here is is that that the, the the stupid story you're told in school is that you are the government. We the people are the government, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. nobody believes they this. Tell you. Nobody operates like they believe this. But you the, hear, you heard Larry. He said, "We this and we that." So well, they speak as though they believe that. that. I mean, you know, that's I the, still slip up and do that. It's the vernacular. I know, no, I know I shouldn't. It's it's the vernacular. I don't know whether you should or shouldn't. But that means that to some extent, people have bought into that idea. Uh, fine, they right? bought into it, but they don't believe really that they can change anything. Ask them to change something and see if they do it. Sure, sure. They don't believe they can change it, but they still believe that we are the government. They right. still so echo that. If we are the, they will echo it, but they don't. They don't really believe it because they won't act like it. If you are the government, you need to have this information because you decide ultimately whether or not we go into war. So therefore, you need that information as to how we operate once we get our butts over there and we start killing people. All right, more coming up here on the photos, the cover-up, uh, more details. Also, uh, your calls as well. Certainly welcome with your thoughts at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Start your shopping experience online over at shop.freetalklive.com. If you're going to shop at Amazon, enter through our affiliate links. Whether you're in the U.S. or in Canada, the U.K. or Germany, we've got the Amazon affiliate link that's appropriate to your country. So go to shop.freetalklive.com, click on the appropriate link, and get your shopping done. Get whatever it is you need to buy in dozens of categories with way more items than you can possibly you know, shake a stick at. There's a lot of stuff there. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailer with great deals, free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, even used items as well. Groceries, office supplies, books, DVDs, man, you name it, they probably sell it at shop.freetalklive.com. You start your shopping through our links there, and Free Talk Live will be given a percentage of your purchase price. Uh, so I think it's like 7 or 8% for most items. Electronics, I believe, they cut the rate to 4% because there's just not as much of a margin there. So again, shop.freetalklive.com. You know that identity theft can uh, threaten your credit. You know it can cause you a great deal of trouble. You know that in rare circumstances, it can even threaten your, your and your family's well-being. So why don't you do something about it? LifeLock is a company that will protect you against identity thieves. Their services are legit. They do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. Now, I don't want you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. Protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft protection that I use. LifeLock. It's the best, and it's guaranteed. So join me in my mission that not one of you will fall victim to identity theft this year. 
I need you to call now because I was able to get you a 60-day bonus of LifeLock protection. Do it today. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Call 800-242-2693. Again, 800-242-2693. If you call that number, Free Talk Live will get credit for it. In no other way will we. 800-242-2693. LifeLock. As we continue to delve into this Rolling Stone report, which is uh, very detailed on what happened with the kill team in Afghanistan or what allegedly uh, had happened, it's likely a lot of this information is coming from members of that particular platoon uh, because not all of them were necessarily in favor of what the more psychopathic members of their team were up to. However, whenever you're around a psychopath, you probably want to tread fairly carefully, and so it's pretty unlikely that they were willing to actually do anything to stop this individual, considering they knew that if they were to do something, they might face some consequences from this person. So these people tough are these people, right? There are multiple uh, killers and uh, sickos in this particular group. They took lots of photos and uh, some video as well. They were passed around everywhere and the military did everything they could, including going to homes in America, as well as to the soldiers in Afghanistan, searching computers, searching thumb drives, looking through CD-ROMs, looking through as much as they possibly could to find these pictures that were being distributed and to put a stop to them before they made it to the news media. But they did make it uh, to the news media because it's impossible to uh, to head off the transmission of digital photos unless you can get them before that person brings that digital camera back to uh, an internet internet connection. You pretty much can't put that cat back in the back. <laughs> right. Uh, there's, a, there's a commercial on television running right now, and I couldn't tell you what it's about, um, what it's for, but it's this uh, guy who sends out an email, and the guy next to him says, you, you hit reply all. You hit reply all on that email. Mm. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to send it to me, and the guy you know, runs around ripping wires out of walls in the building and taking people's <laughs> smartphones and dropping their, their uh, laptops in water and you know, just doing all just kinds of... trying to cover of, it up. Yeah, yeah. It's hopeless. It's, it, it's, once it's out there, man, it's... Yeah. Yep. You know, there's you know, it, it it just shows the futility, in fact, of, of trying to stop it. So by suppressing the photos, according to Rolling Stone, the army actually may have been trying to keep secret evidence that the killings of these civilians went beyond just a few men in the third platoon. In one image, two dead Afghans have been tied together, their hands bound and placed alongside a road. A sign handwritten on cardboard from a discarded box of rations hangs around their necks. It reads Taliban are dead. The Pentagon says it's investigating the photos, but insists there's little more investigators, uh, little more investigators can do to identify the men. It's a mystery, says Pentagon spokesman. To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure they know where to take it, ne- uh, take it next. Right. There's, we- a, there's a group of killers running around, and they're ours, and we don't know who they are. All we have is two apparently dead Afghans handcuffed to each other against a mile marker. We don't know much beyond that. For all we know, these two guys may have been killed by the Taliban for being sympathizers. and their english is excellent but such they have army ration boxes statements like this however suggest that the pentagon isn't following every lead a striker vehicle in the photos for example bears identifying marks that are clearly visible in the image and according to a source in bravo company who spoke to rolling stone on the condition of anonymity gee why would he do that because he's scared Two unarmed men in the photos were killed by soldiers, or the two unarmed men were killed by soldiers from another platoon, which has not yet even been implicated in this scandal. So again, the original story was it's a rogue team of a few bad apples. And we we said right away that we knew better than that. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. Obviously. Come on. 
The source says these were some innocent farmers that got killed. Their standard operating procedure after killing dudes was to drag them up to the side of the highway. And I, I was looking through some of these photos, and in one of the photos they show a, a little pistol. And they talk about how this, as we suggested earlier, that when they would find weapons in like a you know abandoned uh, mess of whatever, some cash, a helicopter, wreckage site, or something like that, whenever they would just find an abandoned weapon, they would collect it. And they would store it, and they would use that weapon to plant on oh, the yeah. bodies of innocent people that they killed, so they could take a picture of that. And then they could, well, see, he was yeah, attacking it's, us. It's straight out of cop stories that you hear. Yeah, because every time you can show that the person had a weapon, the investigators will just not even look at it. It's just, oh, well, of course they must be telling the truth. Where it's a war. So army prosecutors insist that blame for the killings rests with a soldier near the bottom of the striker brigade's totem pole. That is Calvin Gibbs, a three-tour veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan who served as a squad leader uh, in the 3rd Platoon. Morlock and five soldiers charged with lesser crimes have pleaded guilty in exchange for testifying against Gibbs, who faces life in prison for three counts of premeditated murder. We'll continue about him in a moment. But first, Gene is on the line in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Gene. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have a one question to ask you. Mm-hmm. How old are you and your cohort? I am older than Thomas Jefferson when he wrote the Declaration of Independence and <laughs> Jesus Christ when he died on the cross for your sins. So I'm not going to get a right answer. Well, I, 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 I wonder I am, whether it I makes am, a difference. I always feel like my age is the same as the, life, as the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I'm 30. That's 42. Yeah, 42. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I have a master's degree in computer science. What do you mean science. that's what you thought? I have a master's degree in computer well, science. I worked for a defense contractor for eight years that, that made missiles and that, uh, you know. And you were in the military as well. I, I was in the military for two years. I uh, was worked for a bank. So uh, why? Why, why do you say that, that you knew that? Well, because, number one, <laughs> you, ha- you guys... <laughs> You don't have any conception of anything, I don't believe. Honestly, What's that supposed to mean, Now, Adam? Number one, I'm 84, okay? Okay. Um, what you're doing and what I hear and I have heard ever since we've had Vietnam, well, no matter what it was, you, you, you don't... Everybody's against a war, which is a good idea, right? But there are times when I hear how crucified the Men who have gone to service, fighting somebody, taking all the lumps, and they are a complex portion of the culture of this country now. They're not all good kids. They're not all bad kids. Some of them are wonderful. Some of them had wonderful lives. Some of them had good families. Some of them did this. I'm curious about something. Uh, The point of it is... That look at the killings that are going on in this country and has been going on for a long time. Killings by whom? But the point of it is, when you fight, when you talk against the war, when the boys are already there, taking the bullets and giving bullets, and it, and so you talk against the, you talk against the war, you talk against the war, against the war, and then what? Oh, yeah, does I'm it against do? war. Tell me, tell me what it does for the enemy. It tells them, ha-ha. What enemy? Who is the enemy? We've got them. We've got them. What do you and mean you know, the enemy? Like, it's a simple I thing. When, I will remember 
World War II very well. Shush up, young man. You don't know what you're talking about. You know nothing about nothing. Are you trying to invalidate my opinion about war because I'm younger than you? Well, but but it's okay to send young men to make these decisions to shoot people. I question. I question the fact that was anybody ever go out and uh, what country would you head for when China would decide to attack us? I'll tell you what, we'll, ha- we'll hang on to you here if you don't mind sticking through the news. So we'll bring back Jean in a moment here because we've got questions. Uh, maybe she'll have answers, but it doesn't sound like it. Uh, 800-259-9231. I don't want to make sure she has a chance to get her thoughts out. So uh, more come up in Hour 3. You can also take control here at 800-259-9231. The soldiers can do no wrong! You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. As we launch into the third hour, joining you tonight, it's Ian and Dale and Mark. Uh, By the way, you can join Dale, who will unfortunately have to be leaving us a little early tonight. You can join him on his website. Doing charity work. That's right. Working with the homeless, uh, but you will not have to next week. Right. So you'll be able to stick with us the whole time. Uh, but Dale does have a couple of websites that you might be interested in. Anarchyinyourhead.com is his comic strip site. And then Prometheus Unchained is his radio show. You can visit his radio show site at flamingfreedom.com. That's flamingfreedom.com. It's a show that uh, delves into liberty-oriented issues directed towards uh, an LGBT audience. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So flamingfreedom.com. And hopefully to bring in some LGBT people to the liberty perspective who Absolutely. aren't there yet. Who that, well, they happen. desperately need to hear the message because yeah. uh, the idea that the Democrats are somehow the friends of the LGBT community, I think, is is really a big illusion. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, not saying it, that's true. No, I, I was going to say that that, that more that um, in particular, I think LGBT can benefit tremendously from an equality perspective from the liberty approach. Absolutely. Issues, so. so let's jump back into the phone calls here. For those of you just tuning in, we've been talking throughout the show about Rolling Stone's extensive piece, which we've maybe gotten through 40% of. Yeah, we uh, can't get through it. No, it's not possible. So go and see it for yourself. The pictures, the videos of this kill team in Afghanistan and the people, the innocent people that they were known to have murdered. Many people that they may have murdered, but it's not known whether it was them or who did what or whether the you know the victims were combatants or not. There's all kinds of photos that are uh, that are out there, or I guess that they're available, but they haven't all been released uh, as of yet. 
and just talking about the military covering this up and covering various different aspects of this. And, of course, the, the penchant of violence that uh, – the, the society oriented toward violence in which we live. and where, Especially in the military. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that the fact that that attracts certain types of people. And then Gene called in to ask us how old we were. And Gene is still back, uh, on the line with us. Gene, you're 84. Are you there listening in Indianapolis? Certainly am. All right. Now, Mark had, a, I think, an issue that he wanted to bring up here. Yeah, Gene, I, you know, I'm I'm willing to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. And I think that what you've got to say is valid and needs to be talked about. But I think that we started out on the wrong foot. The idea that we are younger than you are doesn't give you a um, a, a step up in uh, logic. This, this in and of itself is a logical fallacy. Because the presidents themselves that make these decisions for war, the youngest of whom was 42. Dale, what's What's your age? I'm 42. Okay, so we've got President Theodore Roosevelt um, was 42 when he made the decision. As I said, uh, Thomas Jefferson was 33 when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. People that believe that Jesus Christ is their savior believe that a 33-year-old man um, went and did this stuff. Uh, Barack Obama, 47 when he was sworn in. So the idea that guys in their 40s don't know what they're talking about is ludicrous. Plus, I suspect you would never have called if we were still 40 and we agreed with you. Well, the whole point of it is that it's bothered me, and it has for many years. When I see our troops go out to war, whether it was right, whether it was wrong, a poor decision, a good decision, I don't make those decisions. But once they're on the ground... Why, why don't you? Why, why don't you decide whether it was a good idea or a bad idea? I didn't say I think that everything's a good idea. Okay. I, just, I just said once they are committed. Then you're committed? When you, have, when you have, in every case, it's been a case of, and I blame, a lot of it I blame on my generation. And the reason I do is because in World War II, there wasn't any question. When, well, actually, there was a no, question. There wasn't any question. Maybe not at the time. Maybe there didn't seem to be a question at the time. But after the fact, it turns out that it looks like uh, Roosevelt actually wanted to get into a war and that he organized things to encourage is, that. Can I, this is something that people haven't thought about, I guess. What's that? I, I, all right. Let's just say, okay, yes, England was fighting alone by that time, by the time we got into it, by the time we were attacked. England was alone on its last legs, we... Now, when you say we were attacked, you mean the military base in Hawaii was attacked? That's correct. Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. Mm-hmm. All right. We got into the war. But before that, if, if we hadn't had Lend-Lease with the, with the British, they would have been taken over. Now, you can say, well, Hitler always said he would never attack America. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Like, I believe the moon's going to fall into the ocean tomorrow. Well, the two-time Medal of Honor winner. Before you go on, Gene, just let me hop in. Let me hop in real quick. The the two-time Medal of Honor winner, Major General Smedley Butler of the United States Marine Corps, said that Hitler actually attacking the United States was ludicrous. I mean, like it, it, it couldn't happen. He could not make a uh, landing here and get a base in the United States. He it didn't have work. to, sweetheart. He, had, he, had the, he was so Thank close you. to getting the atomic bomb, it wasn't even funny. We used, near the end. We used the, the, his 
scientists yep. for us to develop to be able to get to the moon. That, you understand? You remember that, don't yep, you? Yep, you're right. All right. You're absolutely what makes right. You think, what makes you think anybody with that kind of an ego, but let's say that England got taken over. Okay, then they, they come over and they can't take, they start on us. All right. Speaking Japan, of egos, I Japan, think it's important to point Japan, out. Yeah. Japan would have been on the other side. And we are taken over. Now, what would have happened in this country with Hitler over us? What would have happened? Well, uh, let me ask you this question. What would have happened if Woodrow Wilson would have stuck to his um, promise to not do any nation building, to not get any foreign wars, and the United States would have never gotten into World War I in the first place? When the Britain and, uh, and France and the Central Powers had basically petered out right there along the sign, and they were getting, you know, they, 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 were, they had both exhausted their efforts, and then the United States comes and they bolster uh, Great Britain and France and give them the opportunity to roll over the central powers and then treat them so poorly in the armistice, uh, in the what is Treaty of Versailles, I believe it is, um, and give them such terrible terms that Germany is then thrown into a depression unlike America has ever seen and then creates a sense of animosity towards France, Great Britain, and the United States. Like what did happens you, if you, have, Woodrow have, Wilson would have never done that? Did you read Mein Kampf? Um, it is, I have read portions of it as I, it was so terrible, I really yes, couldn't get poorly, through it. It was very poorly written and yeah. he was a very poor writer. Mm-hmm. The point of it is that he was already working uh, – Coming up from the lowest ranks. But he knew what he wanted to do. And you know what he would have done if he'd taken over this country? I don't think she answered your question. He was was a nut. And he... I got gotcha. you. Let's go back to the let's go back to the uh, the current times here. Uh, now okay, you no, you've made the statement that I, now I'd like to ask you a question because I want to understand where you're coming from because you said something earlier and we kind of got sidetracked into this history discussion. So uh, you had said something like, "Well, when the military's in, regardless of what you think, whether or not they should have gone in, when they're in, are you suggesting that you will support them in anything that they do in in a conflict?" Do you think for one moment that there wasn't any horrible things probably occurred by our troops in World War II? I'm not talking about sure World War II, ma'am. I'm asking you a question. You made it sound like – I want to make sure I'm not reading into what you're saying. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You had, you had suggested earlier that if the military commits to something, whether you disagree or agree with what they've committed to, at that point, what do you do? I don't think I would advertise the fact that our troops – our troops were down into a tube, a dirty old tube, and broadcasted all over the world. No, you mean I you would wouldn't not. talk about the I truth? I would protect. I would protect the country. I would protect our rest of our military. You protect who are, lies, who are essentially. There fighting hard. You protect and liars. The bullets and losing their legs and losing their arms. Those things are terrible, Gene. But let me. But 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 understand. The United States government was covering this up. They went to people's houses. Well, they, she supports. They took the video. You they, support that, they right? They were covering up these atrocities. These well, people wouldn't have been brought to justice otherwise. You guys love it. Why don't you go to the CIA and break in and get all the information they have about We don't use violence, ma'am. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. She supports covering up the truth. She doesn't support the truth about it. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Yep, that's free talk. For the good of the country, it's free talk live. 
Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. Talk live, dial in toll free, and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free with a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKI wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can edit virtually anything that's in there. Wiki.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to create your own website, whether you want a .com or .anything else. If you want your website for a personal blog or you want to make your own complete e-commerce business website, you can use their free site builder tools. They're easy to use and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates that you can choose from. They're free to use, too. And the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, they can host you. You'll get a 99.9% uptime guarantee. 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, and your first month completely free from HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so we continue here. We've been discussing the kill team all night long. Certainly you're welcome to share your comments on that story. The group of Afghan uh, U.S. soldiers that have gone around, or Afghan-based, Afghanistan-based U.S. soldiers gone around killing innocent people, framing them, attempting to make them look like they were so-called enemy combatants. Uh, But in point of fact, uh, they were just killers, and they were going around just murdering people. And they've gotten caught for it, or at least some of them have. A small group of them have, of course, were expected to believe that they were just simply a group of rogue agents. They were doing this on their own, even though word is from other people in the vicinity that the word had spread all around the area to the uh, the, the whole battalion, I guess. And that uh, it was no secret that these things were going on and that there may have been other platoons that were engaged in similar activities. Well, the evidence is that there are other platoons. They just don't know who in those platoons is doing it. Because the cover-up goes all the way up to the top levels. Yeah, and you have to ask yourself, um, is supporting the troops quieting this down? Or is supporting the troops trying to find justice here so that this kind of thing discontinues and the people in Afghanistan, um, you know, whose relatives are murdered, don't want to come and kill Americans? I mean, it's not just hush, 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 we've got a war on, loose lips sink ships. It's about... Uh, you know, supposedly we're there making people's lives better. I mean, that's the idea. I don't think that that's true for a second. Honestly, I think this war has long since gone off the rails. If it ever had a moral imperative, that has long been lost. According to the last lady that called, uh, no, you should not uh, be supporting getting this information out. You need to support the cover up and keep everything hush hush. Well, down. she had her other concerns. Her concerns are the well-being of the, the troops, the well-being of American citizens. And I think you need to address that, too. And the fact that she called gives us an opportunity to address that, which is 
hey, look, it puts American citizens' lives in danger when the troop when some of the troops are over there just executing people, and then the American government is covering it up. I mean, well, they're in those danger people, anyway. Th- those people, uh, you know, they 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 have they hate America. If you hate them enough, then what are you going to do about it? Well, there were. 11, 13, 14 people that hated America enough on September 11, 2001 to give their lives to uh, to harm American citizens. Do yep. you want to create more of those people? Well, right. Yeah, go ahead and kill somebody's son and see if he hates America a little bit more. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't if my if if the government came and killed my son, I don't know how much more I'd have to live for. Exactly my point. Let's continue here uh, with your calls and your thoughts. Lewis is in Maine. Lewis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, Lewis. I, um... I've been sitting here listening um, to the report on the kill team, and I, you know, I was really disgusted and, and aroused by it, and I had a lot to say, but I figured, uh, you know, you guys and your callers would cover it. But after listening to that 84-year-old lady call in, uh, uh, my disgust just uh, achieved a threshold where I had to call <laughs> in, because fundamentally what the lady was saying was that she was willing to sacrifice the truth. She yes. was going to crucify the truth to protect the public image and the reputation that, you know, the truth uh, is uh, one of the most important things, if not the most important thing on the planet, Mm -hmm. because uh, no matter what occurs, if it comes out of the truth, it can't be an injustice. Well, if you're going to sacrifice something, you have to do it on an altar, and this would be sacrificing the truth on the altar of the state, or to the God of the state, that the, the, the state is so important, and the military and the things that it does are so critical that we can't have anything messy like the truth getting in the way of what our masters in Washington, D.C. want for us. Yeah, when you, if, if you ever find yourself uh, you know, feeling uh, you know, good about the government and all that stuff, and you just rese- substitute for the word America substitute Washington, D.C., because those are the people that that hold themselves up as true Americans. Um, You know, in fact, it's the opposite, that we are the Americans and those people just act like they're in in charge. But, you know, the policy is set by them. Yes. I mean, it's it's this type of rhetoric, rhetoric, you know, my country right or wrong. And this willingness to sacrifice the truth is what allows for things like this to continue repeatedly in war after war after war. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only way uh, to stop it is to shatter the image that has been created, like we've already shattered the image that we've had about Catholic priests being people that we can leave our young children alone and unattended with. And you guys are doing a great job on shattering the image that we have about the police officers as being people that wear the white hats. And, you know, these soldiers, they're Basically, that's what a police officer is. He's just a municipal soldier or a county soldier or a state soldier or yep, that's right. an international soldier. And I just want to thank you all uh, for uh, being there. I think you guys are doing a great job. You nailed it, Lewis. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And, and uh, that's why we're here, or at least part of the reason why we're here, because a lot of those images need to be shattered. Uh, icons need to be uh, destroyed. And we can do that fairly well here on Free Talk Live uh, because we don't have some political ideology to adhere to. We're not here to back up some political party and make excuses uh, for all the things that they do and, and jump through a bunch of hoops to try to justify uh, the inconsistencies in, in their various different viewpoints. We don't have that uh, axe to grind here on this, uh, this program. Yeah. So we can just come at things from a principled pro-liberty perspective every single issue every time. And that means that those, uh, you know, we are doing iconoclasm on this program. It, it's, it's, it's easy to figure out what Rush Limbaugh is going to say. 
is all you have to do is find out what Obama did yesterday and then take the opposite view. And that's what Rush will want come tomorrow. Well, it's easy to figure out what we're going to say, too. I mean, they well, say you shouldn't be predictable. Issue, but, but we we stick to a principle. Right. Understand, um, you know, for me, that what really broke the paradigm was the Ilian Gonzalez thing. And I'm sure there's other examples. But Ilian Gonzalez was this kid from Cuba who uh, basically uh, his dad was over there and his mom was over here. His family, his mom's family was over here or something like that. Yeah. And. You know, Rush Limbaugh didn't come out with an opinion until the Clinton administration had an opinion. Like this doesn't this doesn't cross the line. There is no Democrat or Republican thought mm-hmm. on Ilian Gonzalez. But until um, until Clinton had something that he wanted to do, then Rush Limbaugh comes up with an opinion. The opposite. Yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Christine's in Colorado. Christine, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Christine in Colorado. Thank you both. Uh, the last caller in particular, um, I just wanted to thank him for calling in. He actually made a, um, several of the points very well that I wanted to address. Um, and with only one, one uh, disagreement I would have on it with him. But I'd like to speak to you about the 84-year-old lady. We'll come back and let you do that here in a moment. Sure. More with Christine in a moment at 800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. Your thoughts on the kill team, the cover-up? military just defending everything that they do mindlessly whatever you want to talk about goes 800-259-9231 this is free talk live dbd books music instruments periodicals computers software electronics photo cell phone office products home and garden bed and bath furniture kitchen pet supplies automotive hardware apparel shoes jewelry grocery healthcare, sports and outdoors toys games used and more it's a department store at your fingertips shop.freetalklive.com get all your shopping done get a great deal and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit free talk live when you enter amazon via shop.freetalklive.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free bring up whatever you'd like 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site for free so enjoy those on us uh, freetalklive.com the webcam is one of those features you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch to listen and to chat because our chat room is built into the same page as the webcam go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that know that the cam is brought to you by memory dealers memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers they're 100 compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers including cisco 3com foundry alcatel and HP at up to 99% off of list price. They also have great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's memorydealers.com. All right, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We've been talking about the kill team in Afghanistan, the group of men that was caught. Uh, however many others or could be out there that haven't gotten caught is up to speculation. But the group of men that was caught for killing innocent people, uh, people who in no way, shape, or form were any sort of threat to them. They were just doing it for the, the thrill of doing so, and they reveled in their kills by taking photographs after the fact and taking videos uh, during the acts and just horrible news. Rolling Stone has a very detailed piece about this where you can go and, and delve in and uh, examine some of the photos if that's something you're interested in. Uh, RollingStone.com is where you can go to do that. We continue with your thoughts. Uh, Christine was on the line in Colorado. Christine, are you still there? 
Yes, thank you. Now, you said you wanted to respond to the 84-year-old lady who called earlier, basically, basically saying she was willing to sacrifice whatever the truth is on the altar of protecting the, uh, the, you know, the military and protecting the, uh, the state and its legitimacy. So go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, I, I uh, agree with the previous caller in regards to the points that he made, and I thought it was very sad, and I frequently met the same um, from those who are much older than us, both using the ageism as she initially began with you, and also to go to basically that America right or wrong, even though she said they may do wrong. Um, to The truth should always be exposed, and to me, the real heroes in a situation such as the exposure of these atrocities that are occurring are the people who do not participate and the people who expose it. And I think that her mind, uh, that at the age of 84, I think it's really sad that she's never examined the premise that the truth must always be exposed. And yes, that may very well put the troops in more danger. Well, that is a result, and that then is also, I'm going to say what they, um, I don't want to say the word deserve, but I would say it is a natural result of it, and it has to be. And if she does not like the idea of bullets coming at the troops, I would suggest that she take a look at the U.S. government that put them there, and I would also say that people who think such as she, and it's really sad, as I said, at 84 to see she's never reconsidered the U.S. government and what it's doing, she's the kind of person who blindly votes for these people and their foreign policy, and the way that I look at it, the U.S. government, she made a reference to China invading America. She's really bought the entire big lie of the U.S. government that our troops are being used to defend ourselves, and ma'am, they are not. They are being used to wantonly murder people worldwide, and murder is unjustified killing by my definition. And what comes back, it angers people. It, it fills them with righteous indignation. And if she really wants to protect America and defend America, she needs to examine the premise as to why Americans are all over the world murdering other people because it has nothing to do with defense. And there's not a nation in this world, ma'am, that could invade the United States of America. And if she really has a fear, it sounds like she's lived her life based on fear, Mm -hmm. uh, then she should think about if she believes in having a standing army, then at least put that standing army in defense of America instead of enraging and creating more enemies worldwide. Well said, Christine. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it at 800-259-9231. And it is sad when people live their lives in that state of fear, believing that the government is out there keeping them safe, that the government is that one thin thread that is holding back the hordes of the world's unwashed from coming here and destroying our way of life and our culture and our nation. And it's just so absurd. And as you pointed out, General Smedley Butler knew it was nonsense, the idea that uh, Hitler would invade here. And there's a, the old Japanese general that right, I can't uh, made remember a statement. The, not, not just General Smedley Butler, but the Japanese general said that he would, and I don't know which one, um, I can't, you know, I, the, the name escapes me, right? Um, said that uh, there would be no invading uh, America's uh, homeland because there'd be a gun behind every blade of grass. Try, you, can't, you can't fight a land war in the United States. Let's continue with Mark listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Mark. You're on Free Talk Live. Mark in West Virginia? Hello, can, you hear, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, I can't hear you very well, but I'm going to make a statement and listen to your, uh, what you got to say about it. Right. I just got back from Afghanistan and Iraq about seven months ago. Oof. And to tell you the truth, I don't care who they kill over there. Because you cannot assume that because these people are not in uniforms that they ain't cold-blooded killers. We caught two 15-year-old kids over there, and we killed them, okay? But they killed 13 of our guys in the last month. 
for a month and a half over there. Okay, and you cannot assume that these are just innocent people. Once you go over so just there, assume they're bad guys, right, and just blow them away. Nothing, they're savages. Well, okay, they're savages, and you don't realize it until you go over there and start mixing with them. But Mark, Thank you very much. I, I, I got you. I got where you're coming from, and I understand that this is a very difficult war to fight. Now, mind you. I mean, you didn't have to go over. It was a volunteer situation, and it's the United States government that sent you over. But the fact that uh, the the enemy doesn't wear uniforms doesn't mean that no one wearing uniforms is the enemy. Do you understand that? I think he hung up. Oh. He wanted to make a statement and then get off the air. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's... I, I, I can totally see the anger that that it would be like. If I was over there and my friends were killed by... You know, some people I can totally see why these people get upset, why they do it. But no one has still given me a good reason why the United States military is still in Afghanistan. I mean, if the idea was to go find Osama bin Laden and that's what we that's the bill of goods that we were sold. Well, that horse has long since left town. So, I mean, at this point, all I've got left is, well, there's an oil pipeline they want to put through and some rare earth uh, um, uh, minerals that they want to want to get for themselves and their buddies um, that the United States military is once again being used as a security and acquisition force for uh, big oil. I, I mean, I don't know why. why I, would I be angry if my friends were killed? You're, you're darn right I would, Mark. So Mark said they are savages, and yeah. this is the same statement that was used in the, uh, the the Rolling Stones story. This is a common term that is used over in Afghanistan, and that's where he, he just got back from. Um, glad that you made it out alive, Mark, but I don't appreciate uh, your particular viewpoint. The term savages, now savage is a term that, uh, a savage is a term that has different connotations and meanings, but the number one definition is fierce, ferocious, or cruel, untamed, and... People living a poor lifestyle, people living a lifestyle like was on this uh, this you know very poor outpost in in Afghanistan. Yeah. This, these are this dirt little, farmers, right? These are people that are eking out an existence that have families. They they have mouths that they need to feed and that they need to you know get the water and the food that they need to continue surviving. Uh, because they are in those conditions, does not make them ferocious. It does not make them cruel. It does not make them a savage in that way. Maybe they mean unpolished, uh, definition number four, or perhaps they mean five, wild or rugged, seven, an uncivilized human being. Well, somebody somebody in Afghanistan fits all of these definitions, yeah. right? And because there are two 15-year-olds that uh, were killing American troops, I don't know why, by the way. I don't know if it was because they're Islamic extremists or if it's because of the killing that was going on. See, this is the Hatfields and the McCoys thing. You know, where where does it all start and end? Um, you know, who knows that these 15 year old boys felt whatever indignation they felt because maybe their dad got killed. I don't know. I have now, no idea. If you believe that uh, the people in Afghanistan are savages, as that caller suggests, well, are they born savages? Because in the pictures that Rolling Stone has put up here, they didn't just post all horrific photos. They posted some of the other photos that these guys had. And some of the photos they took were photos of children. Now I'm going to tell you what uh, some of the allegations are regarding how these men behaved towards some of these children. And then you can tell me who the savages are. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Because the Afghanis, as poor as they may be, aren't invading other people in this country and murdering their children. It's Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, you like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more great radio stations across the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. We've got everything from flyers uh, you can print out to business cards. Uh, You can also do web graphics and banners. Go and get the details at promote.freetalklive.com. Before we get back to the calls here, I said I would share uh, one of the captions from the Rolling Stone article on this kill team, the group of men in Afghanistan going around killing innocent people. They got caught for it. How many others are out there like them? That's a question up for speculation. But one of the common things that we've heard is that these people are savages. The last caller said he didn't care what happened to any of the human beings that uh, live in Afghanistan. He didn't care if they were civilians because the soldiers were dressed up like civilians, so therefore right. you have to treat all civilians like soldiers. Just presume everyone is a killer and presume everyone is out to get you and just kill them all. Uh, if it moves and it's not one of your own men, then kill it. He doesn't care. So my question is, well, if they are so-called savages, then at what point do they become savages? Are they born savages? Because I'm looking at a picture of some children here, and uh, I don't know, Mark, if you want to lean over real quick and, and see this uh, with these young young girls, uh, wide-eyed little kids. Uh, do they look savage to you? Do they look like they're going to tear at some pieces of flesh and bite into your leg and like run up to you and stab you uh, with something? They just look like little kids. Yeah, they look like uh, little children. And the caption of the photo is another photo of Afghan children. According to one soldier, members of 3rd Platoon also talked about a scenario. Now, whether this happened or not is another question. But regardless, they were talking about it, just to give you an idea into who these people are. One scenario in which they would, quote, throw candy out in front and in the rear of the striker, and then the striker would run the children over. Oh, God. Now, you tell me who the savages are in that situation. 1-800-259-9231. Don't confuse yourself. Just because you've got an iPod. Right. Just because because you've got a frickin' American flag uh, patch on the side of your uniform does not make you a good guy. The guys that were throwing candy out there and running over children, those are the savages. This is sick and disgusting. The fact is, you can go on YouTube right now, you could pull your head out of the sand, go on YouTube right now, and you can see videos from Iraq of uh, contractors and military personnel shooting children in the street, shooting people out of the back of uh, the Humvees, shooting animals, you can see video of people in Afghanistan gutting down uh, of, of uh, gunships in Afghanistan gunning uh, civilians down. The fact is, it's out there. So, anyway, I just wanted to submit that for your uh, thoughts. We continue here with your phone calls and go to Matt listening to WPH, uh, BHP in Huntsville. Hello, Matt. Matt? Hey, man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, sir. Um We've been doing this for over 200 years, dude. Think about it. When we come over to the United, when we come over here to colonize us over here, we did the same thing to the Native Americans. Yep, there's a, a yeah. documentation of uh, the idea of giving uh, blankets rubbed with smallpox to uh, um, American Indians. And what did they call them? Savages, right? Exactly. I mean, but look, check this out, dude. 
they are the ones who taught us how to crop. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who taught us pretty much how to hunt over here. Yep. And they wanted the land. They Indians didn't want to give it up. So what did they do? They started killing. Yep. Well observed. They Saturday went into entire villages and just eradicated entire populations yeah. of nomadic Indians. Right. When you when you ask people about atrocities, I mean, find me a Mohawk. Show me an Abenaki. They don't exist anymore. But we're supposed to believe that the soldiers in that case were civilized, and it was the Indians that were the savages. That's what we're supposed to believe. Well, it's not the truth, considering that most Native American tribes had a hierarchy. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Great point. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue and talk to a different Matt. This one is in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey there. Um, just a couple of hypotheticals. First off, this gentleman who was from uh, who, who had fought in Afghanistan and called the people savages. Um, I wonder what he would be like if he was a 15-year-old kid in uh, this country. And uh, let's just use a different boogeyman and say the Russians came. Uh, maybe, maybe using the Mexicans coming up through Mexico, Red Dawn scenario. I wonder if he might be a little savage. Yeah, uh, if that was to happen, if he right. would pick if up country, a rifle and maybe go out and kill thirteen uh, Russian soldiers that were invading his country. If you feel like your country is uh, being occupied by somebody who wants to change your way of life, yeah, I mean it's likely that you'll go Wolverine on them too. Right. And the other thing is with this with the eighty four year old woman who called up earlier, since she was uh, uh, from a, a, a different time basically and lived through World War Two, uh, a little hypothetical for her. What if uh, back in uh, World War II we had had the Internet and this kind of technology, and uh, perhaps the uh, the German soldiers had invaded uh, uh, Poland, and um, right away on YouTube uh, all kinds of uh, uh, pictures of, of their atrocities started coming out. I wonder if maybe the, the German people wouldn't have supported their troops so much if they had seen uh, – their troops creating, uh, 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 say, killing children and uh, throwing dogs off of cliffs and things like that. Yeah, and, what if, and I wonder if maybe if maybe that wouldn't have caused World War II to be completely avoided. And if that had been the, 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 the you know, if that had been the case, maybe this woman, maybe she lost a loved one in, in World War II. I mean, a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe that loved one would still be alive today because some brave soldier came out and started saying hey look what we're doing to these civilians is wrong good question it's, it's a possibility thanks yeah, matt you know, appreciate if, it if they would have gotten out a uh, jump drive with the video of uh, one of these concentration camps these jewish concentration camps on it you know that might have changed the whole uh, flavor of the war mm. too many of the many of the german people said they didn't know what was going on and i can absolutely see they wouldn't know what was going on we continue. Uh, of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Tom is in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Tom in New Hampshire. Going once. Tom in New Hampshire. Going twice. Tom is gone. Our number again, 800-259-9231. So uh, there's more to this story, Mark, this uh, Rolling Stone piece. We spent the first two hours of the show tonight uh, delving deep into the details uh, provided by Rolling Stone and commenting on various different aspects of it. If you missed that, you can go later to freetalklive.com to get it. But go to rollingstone.com to see the full eight 
page online feature that these people put out on this uh, Afghanistan kill team. We didn't even scratch the surface. Rolling of the- Stone does some incredible investigative reporting, and um, you know, I mean, it, they put a lot of frivolous stuff in their magazine. There's no doubt, but that big article that they put in mm-hmm. every single is it they come out monthly or biweekly, whatever it is, um, is is incredible to uh, d- generally read. It's it's a short book, um, the way they they do it, and. You know, I think that this uh, this the situation here where uh, U.S. soldiers were throwing candy out in front of uh, their vehicles so that the kids would come run up and get it and uh, then they'd run the kids over kind of shows it all. I'm not saying that every soldier did this. I wouldn't say that most of them did it. But the the fact is well, they just talked about it, it. There's no evidence that, that it was actually done. Right. No one is saying That's this what they're happened. talking about. Right? They're saying they planned to but do it, whether they did it or not. If this is question. if this is going if this attitude goes around, what's that mean about um, how these these people are being dealt with? And if they're being dealt with that in that fashion, what does that mean about their feelings about America? And what you know, yeah. you're, you're creating more terrorists, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And anybody who thinks differently just yeah. <laughs> just needs to try to put themselves in these people's shoes just for a minute. Let's go to Michael listening. Uh, Listening in Alabama, Huntsville, to WBHP. Hello, Michael. Yeah, I'm here. Go for it, sir. You're on the air. Okay, just one thing. I heard you a moment ago. You said, uh, "Well, sure, you're a Mohawk." Well, here I am. Are you, we do exist. <laughs> um, is does the federal government uh, recognize it, or is it? Uh, are you so diluted? I mean, I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm asking. No, I'm, no, I'm, federal government recognizes this Mohawks. Okay. I thought that the, Mo- the Mohawks were uh, eradicated. I know the Abenakis, there's so few of them that there's that, that they're not even recognized anymore. And there are many other tribes. I thought that uh, I thought the Mohawks were eradicated. My mistake. Yeah, no, we're, we're still here. Maybe just barely, but we're still here. But yeah. anyway, these things that you were talking about, uh, I haven't seen any of that. But I want to tell you that uh, pictures and stuff like that and videos, whatever, all this stuff can be faked. I did. I worked with civil defense once, and we had some exercises out, and we got people out there to to play victims, all right, like that. So we got some people in good at makeup. By the time they got done, with them, the, the, everything looks real. I appreciate the skepticism, uh, Michael, but these are stories that are corroborated by multiple witnesses, multiple accounts, and I thank you for the call tonight. Plus, the United States government isn't running out and trying to squash a story about faked uh, victims. But, yeah, I mean, it can. he's right. It can be faked. Sure. Yeah, but these are, you know, these are so gruesome and so so real and, and verifiable. Uh, so we're out of time. Well, I think it's more about the actions of the authorities in this circumstance rather than how real it was. Go get the full story over at RollingStone.com, and we'll join you again tomorrow night. You can join us online. In the meantime, for you to get on the lines, call us tomorrow night. We'll talk to you then. Free Talk Live. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post. And I have with me, well, somebody who's been on the show many times, Scott Horton. Are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me, Mark. Sure. Scott, you host uh, Anti-War Radio, and you work at antiwar.com. That's right. Now, um, describe the show and the organization to me real quick. All right. Well, the show, first of all, thanks especially to uh, you and Ian, is on Liberty Radio Network uh, every day, uh, Monday through Friday, um, from noon to 3 East Coast time, and then it's replayed at night, I think 10 to 1, something like that. And, pe- uh, and, and people can hear that at lrn.fm. That's exactly right. 
Uh, also, I'm on Chaos Radio Austin, where I've been since 2002, no, late 2001. And um, every Friday night from 6.30 to 7 Pacific Time, I host an episode of Anti-War Radio here on KPFK Pacifica 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. Sweet. I didn't know about that last gig. Yeah, there you go. And then all those archives run at antiwar.com slash radio. And actually, if you go to my own webpage, scotthortonshow.com, there's more than 1,700 interviews going back to right around this time, 2003. And you really do do that interview thing. I mean, you, you, you get great names, uh, big names, and you interview them about foreign policy, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, really what I do is I, I call the, the journalists that I read, the opinion writers and the, and the reporters that I read, for follow-up questions, basically, you know, you wrote this thing, it has all this information, but what I want to know is this, this, and that, and try to, you know, get the follow-up and sort of serve as a bridge between the average radio listener and these foreign policy experts, you know, by asking my follow-up questions, and then hopefully, uh, you know, by listening in, people can learn a thing or two. Yeah, if people want interviews on, uh, you know, foreign policy type stuff, your show is the place to go. And, and honestly, that's why you're on here today, because I have a couple of questions. <laughs> and thing. I'll do anything I can for you. Thanks, brother. So um, I think we're at war again. Uh, is this number four at the same time? Well, it depends how you count them. Uh, there's Iraq, Afghanistan, and then there's Pakistan. Uh, depends on whether you want to count that. But if you want to count Pakistan, then I say... You have to also count Yemen and Somalia. So that would make this adventure, uh, if you want to call it that, in Libya, war number six. Okay, well, let's um, real quick, because I, I, we, we don't have too long here. I want Tell me, uh, Iraq is still a war? I thought we left that. Well, no, there are still 50,000 combat forces in Iraq, and they mostly work with the Iraqi army, uh, hunting down and killing whoever are the designated enemies of the Maliki government. So uh, there, are, uh, th- there are there are 50,000 U.S. troops. Some of them carry guns and shoot uh, people on the streets of Baghdad. That's right. And okay. there are at least 100,000 contractors. I don't think anybody has nailed down for certain what proportion of those are actually armed mercenaries. But I'll refer you to a great article in McClatchy Newspapers by Jonathan S. Lande, uh, who, in fact, debunked all the bogus Iraq intelligence before the war. Uh, a good reporter, Lande, and he has a piece about Hillary Clinton is building her own State Department army. So what they mean to do is just replace the Pentagon uh, occupation with a State Department one. She'll finally get to be the commander-in-chief of something, that lady. Huh. And uh, But it remains to be seen whether that'll happen, because the majority that America stalled in power in Iraq doesn't need us. And Maliki, the prime minister, who he really needs is Muqtad al-Sadr. And Muqtad al-Sadr, for you know, going on uh, eight years strong now has been 100% consistent in insisting on an end to the American occupation sooner rather than later, and has a deal with Maliki that he'll support him to be prime minister as long as he sticks by the deal that George Bush signed in 2008 that said that we would have every last one of our troops out by the end of this year, 2011. So that still remains to be seen. But here's what is in no doubt, Mark, and that is that the Pentagon wants to stay. And there are leaks all over the place and trial balloons, they call them, where Pentagon people are saying, well, you know, we we really think that the Iraqis are going to want to invite us to stay on to (laughs) help them out and protect them and whatever. And they are still looking in the Pentagon at the Korean model of staying for 50, 60, 70 years if they can. But by invite, they mean that they'll give them a giant payoff and, uh, you know, somebody will uh, will then give them the the. Right. The option to stay. Uh, what about Afghanistan? I think Saddam Hussein, because he was the minority dictator. 
and he needed foreign support, really. But uh, with the majority Shia that we've helped install in power, uh, with the Iranians uh, helping us out, they don't really need us uh, to rule the country. We, we help them win their civil war and take all of Baghdad from the Sunni Arabs. And so that, that war is pretty much done for them. What about uh, Afghanistan? I heard this was, it's calming down now. I haven't heard about anybody getting killed over there in weeks. No, that's wrong. Uh, there are more uh, Americans have died in the last two years fighting in Obama's Afghan war than in all of the Bush years combined. Well, surely we have to be in Pakistan in, in order to um, you know, support the troops that are in Afghanistan. Well, look, if, you, if, if <laughs> supporting the troops is what you want to put first, then bring them home and let them sit at Fort Hood and train and do nothing and practice for a war that never comes. You want them to have, uh, you know, uh, record numbers of spinal injuries and, and uh, blown apart genitals and missing arms and legs uh, and, and let them sit in a vegetative state with permanent brain damage in some uh, army hospital hellhole for the next five decades, something like that, then by all means send them to Afghanistan. Let's not pretend that this is about supporting the troops. And the fact of the matter is these guys got into a war that they don't know how to get out of. There's no getting out of Afghanistan without just losing. And they can't stand that, and so they're going to stay forever. So tell and me about Yemen. They want to keep... I'm sorry. Tell me about Yemen. I, I don't even know about the conflict that uh, the, the troops on the ground there. Well, we've had a, a covert war in Yemen, uh, which has gotten some coverage in you know the likes of the New York Times and the Washington Post, but uh, mostly you have to go to... Uh, independent coverage of such things, but the Joint Special Operations Command and the CIA have been operating inside Yemen, I think pretty much the whole time since Obama's been in power, and waging a drone war. In fact, um, at the end of 2009, Obama cranked up the drone war in November. He gave that West Point speech promising the beginning of the end of the Afghan war this July, which was obviously a lie. Uh, but at the end of that speech, he said, Yemen, Somalia, look out, you're next. Well, he was already bombing Yemen at that point. And for about three, four weeks leading up to the attempted attack on Christmas Day over Detroit, which supposedly uh, you know, was spawned in Yemen, uh, seemed like a pretty obvious case of, um, of uh, response there. But you can look up Amnesty International did a, a great investigative piece all about the uh, cluster bombs that, uh, were still left on the ground after the drone strikes in Yemen. And there was one particular uh, strike that caused a lot of outrage in uh, December 2009, where I forget exactly, but it was dozens and dozens of women and children were killed in this house. And, of course, the dictator there, Saleh, is going along with America in this drone war. Um, and, of course, he was pretending that he was doing it, waging a civil war, but, in fact, was really covering for the United States, as was proven in the WikiLeaks cables, State Department cables. Uh, of course, that has a lot to do with making the people of his country hate his guts. And uh, he is now facing extinction as president of that country, it looks like, uh, in that revolution. So who um, do we have to kill in Somalia in order to keep uh, good Christian Americans safe? Oh, man. You know, Somalia is absolutely the worst travesty, Mark. It just kills me, this story, because no one ever tells the backstory at all. They always want to say, you can read, there's a piece in the New York Daily News a couple months back about, oh, Al-Shabaab, they're just like Al-Qaeda, they're radical suicide bomber, crazy terrorists, and they hate Americans, and they're really, if you look at it, on the face of the earth, they're the biggest grouping of people like this anywhere in the world. And that much is true, except how do they get that way? Well, they got that way because a group of old men, and they call themselves the Islamic Courts Union, the, the old uh, uncles and grandfathers and religious leaders in the society had 
finally, after decades of civil war, created a situation where they had a monopoly government, but with very little power, really. Like it was, they called the Islamic Courts Union. That's what it was. They had the ability to hear a, a civil case, basically, and, and can keep other highwaymen off the, off the roads, that kind of thing. Very limited state here, but it had the name Islamic in it. And so America supported the warlords, including the son of Adid, who was the uh, bad guy from uh, the Somalia debacle in 1993, the, the Black Hawk Down movie. Um, they took his son and started financing those warlords. And that, in fact, just created more support in reaction for the Islamic Courts Union, which basically rose up to its full height and whooped these warlords and forced them out of the country into Ethiopia. Well, then the United Nations, led by the United States, created this bogus transitional federal government for Somalia in a hotel in Ethiopia. And as the <laughs> WikiLeaks cables prove, uh, and you can read all about it, Foreign Policy and Focus, the WikiLeaks cables prove the Americans leaned heavily on the Ethiopians and basically made them, forced them, you know, with State Department pressures, U.S. is a powerful country, basically hired the Ethiopians and had the Ethiopian army invade Somalia for us at Christmas time 2006. And so what happened was the Islamic Courts Union was overthrown in the short term, but then a rebellion, uh, it's a pre predominantly Muslim country um, being invaded by a Christian nation next door. And uh, so that, you know, provoked insurgency even more than, you know, if they had been a, a fellow Muslim country, I suppose. But anyway, this giant uh, insurgency rose up and whooped the Ethiopian army and forced them right back out of the country. And uh, the only problem is it wasn't the old men anymore. Now it was this al-Shabaab, that means the youth. And it's their insurgency now. And they never existed before Christmas 2006. They came into existence to help the Islamic Courts Union beat the foreigners and take control of the country back. Well, after they'd made some progress, I'm sorry, I'll try to be quick here, Condoleezza Rice made a deal with them and said to the Islamic Courts Union, the old men, you guys can be the government after all, sorry about that, so pretend that never happened, but you have to be within the shell of our transitional government that we created, but we'll let you be the people in it. And they made that deal. Well, that wasn't good enough for al-Shabaab, who now considered the uh, elders sellouts to the Americans and have waged a war ever since. And... Uh, the war now is against the African Union troops supported and armed and supplied by Barack Obama. And they control a few city blocks in downtown Mogadishu, and they go out on raids killing people and, and what have you. But they're no more the government of the country than al-Shabaab or anybody else is at this point. And it's just war everywhere. And according to Human Rights Watch, Mark, there were a million, well, this was a while ago, I don't know how many people are still alive, it was a million and a half people on the brink of starvation, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of refugees, millions of refugees, um, people, you know, tent cities of the most squalid, hellish conditions on the side of the highways everywhere. We took the United States, the most powerful country in the history of the entire solar system, took Somalia, the weakest society, state, country, anything on the planet, and beat the living hell out of it, and turn it into a hellhole. And now, oh no, now there are extremists there, these al-Shabaab. And I read New York Daily News, since these guys came right out of the clear blue sky, we might have to go there and do something about that. And this is, they're just, every, everywhere they go, just like they're fighting for al-Qaeda, apparently, in Libya now. That'll just be an excuse to say, oops, well, now we've got to take that policy back and mount an invasion to make sure that they don't take over after Gaddafi is gone. 
It's madness, and we'll go like this until the dollar is broke and your kids are starving. So, uh, you know, I, I obviously I didn't even have any idea about that Somalia situation there. Um, but uh, you know, thanks. You know what? Read Jesse Walker in Reason Magazine. Search Jesse Walker Reason Somalia. That's the single best piece on it, right there. Now, um, about Libya, I think that that's what's uh, occupying people's minds right now. Um, you know, when it when this thing first happened, I've got to say that I was on the horns of sort of a dilemma. I know that the United States, when it intervenes, tends to cause as many, if not more, problems than it's solving. Even if it's the the right situation to intervene in, they intervene in the wrong way. And um, you know, so I I'm like, oh, these civilians, they're you know, these civilians are uh, potentially going to kill these uh, these people that just don't want Gaddafi ruling over them um, any longer after 43 years, just want to be free. He's slaughtering protesters. What do we do? So uh, what's your answer to that? I've come up with a conclusion since then, but uh, what's your answer for that? Well, you know, I'm an anarchist. I don't think there should be a U.S. government or a Pentagon or a Navy or anybody to go over there and do any intervening in the first place. I think they're completely illegitimate. They're about as legitimate as Muammar Gaddafi and, in fact, have a lot more blood on their hands than he does. And just because I live here doesn't make that not true, you know? Because I live here makes that worse to me. Uh, but Muammar Gaddafi is a monster, but he's not our monster. Uh, well, actually, in a, in a sense, he is because, of course, Bush brought him back in from the cold in 2003 um, and because he's not a jihadist. After all, he's a mirrored sunglasses, military colonel, dictator type, you know, like the old days, and they prefer that to a jihadist type now, uh, where as recently as 1998, at least the British, if not the CIA, and perhaps with the CIA, were trying to use these religious crazies to kill the guy. Um, but so uh, ever since 2003, he's been America's best friend up until four weeks ago. And even though there were still laws on the books that prevented the selling of armaments to Muammar Gaddafi, they could still sell military equipment that was not directly related to weapons, such as trucks and uh, training and, and, you know, things like that, helicopters that aren't necessarily armed helicopters. And they used a uh, British branch of General Dynamics in order to skirt the law and uh, make even bigger deals. I think that was the helicopter deal was the Brits there. So they were trying their best to turn Omar Gaddafi into a Hosni Mubarak loyal puppet dictator to us as best they could as up until, you know, just a few weeks ago. And then, you know what I really think about this? Because uh, I know that nobody in Washington, D.C. cares if everybody in Libya burns to death slowly. They don't care. What, what I think is going on here is that from Morocco to Pakistan, because starting in Tunisia and then Egypt and then this entire Middle Eastern revolution, the whole Muslim world, North Africa and the Middle East, and really in Malaysia as far you know, east as uh, uh, China in some cases, they said, but this huge protest movement in virtually every case, except in the, especially in the Middle East, we're talking the Middle East, other than Syria and Iran, every one of those kingdoms and autocracies is backed by the United States of America, every single one of them. They are torture kingdoms and dictatorships, and they do what we say, and they torture their people to death because we pay them and arm them to do it. And that's what we're trying to get Gaddafi to do. But since it looked like the rebels were winning pretty good there at first, I think, this is just my speculation, but I think in the White House they decided, look, we can change this whole narrative from Uncle Sam is the bad guy in every one of these stories to, hey, everybody, look at us. We're Superman coming to save the little guy being crushed by mean old Momar. 
And, uh, you know, now he's the bully instead of us, and we're on the side of the little guy. Because in America, it's all just about the narrative, and history always just began last week. Nobody ever cares about what the real, you know, circumstances are leading up to these things. And now we're intervening, supposedly to save civilians from this butcher, but we're, we're intervening to save the rebellion from this butcher, which, of course, includes a lot of military people. And according to a great piece by Alex Coburn, uh, this week and uh, some more reporting in the London Telegraph. This includes a whole lot of guys that over the past decade have spent much of their time traveling to Iraq and Afghanistan to fight the Americans. You know, those suicide bombers, that al-Qaeda in Iraq that was the 2% of the Sunni insurgency back a few years ago in Iraq, well, a lot of those guys came from Libya, East Libya. And these, like, to the name, these are the guys who are uh, helping to lead this, um, this revolution in Libya now. So now that we've intervened and said Gaddafi cannot win because that would risk the lives of the civilians, now that means we must have a regime change there, or maybe short of that, we'll have to split the country in half, maybe let Gaddafi keep the West, but we're not going anywhere. America's involved there now permanently until the dollar breaks. And, and hell, maybe we'll have to invade Algeria next door next and repeat the the French torture regime there. And, and this is madness. This doesn't have a thing to do with saving civilians in Libya other than that's what sounds good on TV. You know, it didn't sound quite as credible, did it, when the Republicans said it. Oh, we care so much about the Iraqis. And you're thinking, what, Dick Cheney cares about the Iraqis? But somehow, what, Hillary Clinton? Is, that sounds more reasonable that she cares about the Libyans? Please. Well- I, I do think that um, that to some extent the government will bend, especially the parties will bend to their base. And I think you could convince liberals that this is a good war with the narrative that we're talking about here. But I think that your point that um, these are the these are the exact enemies that they were fighting in Iraq shows that it's just a parade the United States wants to get out in front of. I think that that's uh, that you know that's motivating. Sure, but- Gaddafi was the least close of all the dictators. So it's easy to say, oh, well, okay, we can sacrifice him and, and make ourselves the good guy compared to him, the bad guy, in this fight. Yeah, most you know? of the but dictators... Look at what's going on in Yemen and Bahrain right now. Their governments are using their militaries to slaughter those people. The, the, the king of Bahrain, where the fifth fleet is stationed, brought in the army from Saudi Arabia to crush the popular peaceful protest movement there. And where's America intervening there, except to pat our little pet dictators on the head and say, thank you very much, you're doing a good job. Well, you know what's some more free weapons at Mark's expense. What's what's interesting about this, I, I, I don't think I've earned enough to pay taxes in quite some time, Scott, um, <laughs> at least income taxes. Um, the what's what's interesting about this is, though, that the the the, the cable news process that's out there, CNN and I actually that's the only one I watch. So I really don't pay attention to the rest. But CNN was really covering Libya. They're not paying as much attention to Syria and Bahrain, although they're covering it, but they're not. It's not the intensity that they were covering Libya with, you know? Well, and just wait, because Syria's next. They're another one of these, they're one of the dictatorships, one of the few that we don't control. Assad is not our puppet. And so Robert Gates was saying, yeah, their military ought to stand aside and let the people overthrow the government there the other day. And Joe Lieberman was on TV over the weekend saying, hey, well, if we can intervene in Libya, we can sure as hell intervene in Syria. There you go. That's what Israel wants. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know I, why. I don't know how they think Syria would be less of a threat to them with religious people in charge instead of the secular commie Ba'athist types like Assad, but 
There well, you go. It's the Likud in power. They're crazy over there. Well, I think uh, if, if Syria really made a move, then uh, Israel could actually invade it, you know? Um it, it, that that's the that's been the problem up to this point that Syria just kind of screws around with them. Um, you know they're not they're not aggressive enough for. Uh, well, they don't really do anything. Yeah, I mean they they don't want trouble. Assad knows better than to pick a fight with Israel. They got six hundred nuclear bombs. Yeah. Well, at least that's what uh, Dan Ellsberg says that Mordecai Venunu told him. Jeez. So um, I guess I'm I you know for me when I came up with my uh, libertarian story about this war, it's um, you know like the government. The government constantly causes problems, you know, and it caused this problem by selling, by dealing with Muammar Gaddafi and and all that stuff. And then when it causes the problem, it'll solve the problem. And then the solution causes another problem. Then they go in and solve another problem. And this is kind of the the cycle. And Mm -hmm. if the United States government had a peaceful and just immigration system, then the people of Libya who wanted to get out of there – 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, could have picked up and moved. I'm sure religious organizations, likely the Lutherans first among them, they love, they love immigration, the Lutherans. Um, they, they brought the Hmong to uh, Detroit. Um, <laughs> the, right. if, the, um, if the, the Lutherans would get themselves an old uh, cruise ship and just be putting it back and forth between uh, you know, Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, Libya, just picking people up and moving them away, and then, and then, uh, Gaddafi could go ahead and play his dictator games in the sand with the oil by himself. Because it's really difficult to be a dictator when everybody's left. I'm with you 100. percent And why would they want to stay there and un- under a tortured dictatorship? And you know what's funny about this one is go back. Don't forget, it was America and Britain that forced the creation of a single Libyan state. At the end of World War II, and it was America and Britain that backed King Idris or whatever, and he didn't even want to rule both halves of Libya. Hmm. He wanted to rule the east and said, you know, Tripoli is a different country, basically, whatever. And it was America that, that put this thing together in the first place, and then, of course, there was a coup d'etat too, and we ended up with Muammar Gaddafi since then. Countries with straight lines. So, I mean, to your argument that all this starts with American intervention, you know, I say blame Wilson. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's an unbroken chain from American intervention in World War One to attempting to clean up the mess from the last one and creating the mess for the next one at the same time. So what have you been telling your listeners as far because I did tune in. I've tuned in a couple of times since the uh, the invasion. But, uh, you know, I, I you're in prime time for me to be doing uh, the real work that keeps Free Talk Live going, which is doing sales. Right. <laughs> so it's hard for me to listen. Well, you know, I guess now that I think about it, I mostly have not been arguing the case that, come on, they don't really care about those people, because I just assume that everybody knows that. Come on. You know, what have we been through for the last decade? America caring so much about the poor Arab peasants? Is that what this empire is about? Give me a break. And so my point really has been, how long is this going to take? What sort of war are we looking at? When you look at the chain of dominoes that they've set up to fall here, they've put American policy in the position where we must follow through, we must save face, yeah. got to make sure the Muslim Brotherhood doesn't win out in Egypt, we got to make sure that, the, that Gaddafi or al-Qaeda doesn't win out in Libya, we have to make sure everything in the whole wide world. And so, uh, and particularly in Libya, they cannot back down now and leave Gaddafi in power. So the chicken hawks... And they cannot remove him without then having to take over the country, create a puppet government, train up an army, 
spend decades there, just like Iraq and Afghanistan. I just don't see a way out of it. I mean, if, if, if Gaddafi was reasonable enough that you could get him to give up the eastern half of the country, something like that, under the threat of force, like Milosevic basically gave up Kosovo, but I don't think so. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. I think eventually the U.S. Marines are going to roll into Tripoli. Or, or maybe not. Maybe Tripoli will follow the rebels, but they still won't catch Gaddafi. What's it going to take to catch that guy? I don't know. I'm I don't want to catch him. Long-term bad end for this. If I'm wrong, then thank God. You know, if 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 Britain is letting him buy houses there on their in their uh, the rich section of town, I mean, I I, I don't see now, why now, suddenly. That was three weeks ago. Get with the program. America has always been at war with Libya. So um, now when the WikiLeaks document said that 125,000 people have uh, been killed, were killed in Iraq basically through the war, is that, is that what their number was? Well, now that's a very interesting question that you bring up there. Um, there was a great study by a guy whose name is escaping me, but I'm clicking on it. I'm going to find it here for you in just a minute. Um, there was a study done very recently um, that had it where um, – the extra deaths that are reported in that um, in that uh, in the WikiLeaks that they basically the mainstream media assumed that those were the extra deaths that had been counted by IraqBodyCount.org as compared to the previous government numbers. But these people, I hope this is clear, went and double-checked and said, okay, now all these new deaths reported in the WikiLeaks, when we compare them to the ones that are the difference between Iraq body counts count and the U.S. government's count, uh, what do we see? And what they found were they weren't the same ones at all. It was a whole other set of unreported deaths there. Hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to actual civilian combat casualties, we're looking apparently at well over 100,000. And then you also have to take into account um, famine, pestilence. Um, go ahead. Famine, pestilence, bad water, all the things that were created. Uh, you know, people That's who right. can't checkpoints. Right. Pe- people yeah, who can't get hospital, hospital care. Right. Exactly. And and I'm sorry. I wish I could uh, find this guy's name for you. It's completely uh, escaping me. Here. We're going to have uh, to. I have to wrap it up anyway. But my question is, how many people did Saddam Hussein? How many people is he accused of killing? Well, Saddam Hussein is accused of killing uh, more than 100,000 in the Anfal campaign in, I think, 1983. And then he certainly put down a massive rebellion after the Gulf War in 1991. That was another 100,000. And then over the years, uh, I don't know, uh, so we, anybody's guess. We killed, then, course, we killed 100. We killed 100. Iran-Iraq war. But, you know, America well, was the, 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 the war doesn't that count. That's, the, the war America isn't his civilians. Saddam Hussein in that. The war is in his civilians. Um, so basically, with the uh, WikiLeaks numbers, basically we killed 125,000 people to, in order to avenge 300,000 people killed. Well, no, because it's worse than that. Because if you look at the rate of excess deaths, comparing the death rate from before the war to after, it's more like a million. And that's from the Lancet and Johns Hopkins studies and from a company called Opinion Business Research that did their study twice to make sure back in 2007 and 2008, and according to, you know, the agreed statistics about how you count these things, the way they did these surveys, and really, you know, using conservative estimates, they say a million people died that otherwise would have lived. 
because of the, uh, I hope I was clear about what that means, the excess death rate I, when you compare those. That's not actual ca- you know, combat casualties necessarily. But, plug plug uh, your show, Scott. I, I got to go. Look, Bill Clinton killed 500,000 uh, up to a million in the 1990s with his blockade before that. Plug your show. I got to go, Scott. Antiwar.com slash radio, LRN.FM. Thanks Thank very you, much, Mark.